K-Man's top news headlines of the day from CMR. Brought to okay. you on KISS FM by J. Michael. Fashion for everyone. Good morning, Sandy. Hi, good morning, Blake and Aaron. How are you guys doing? Good, how are you? Good. Fantastical. How are you doing? I guess we're going to start because we didn't really talk about it, this uh, bank robbery. Yeah, so what happened? I saw the I saw the helicopter up. I was running to the uh, supermarket. Hurley's, I'm like, what's going on? And it was yeah. right there, right? Wow. I was like, right there about the same time. I guess they forgot um, that, um, that, uh, that Scotiabank's cashless <laughs> now. They, they've been cashless. Oh, they didn't get anything. Well, they, uh, I think, I guess the word is they figured it out and then they then they tried to rob somebody that was at an ATM. Is that right? That's correct. Yeah. Oh. And then so, the guy. And then I saw Sandy get told off for walking over there. And then the, <laughs> and then the guy uh, who was waiting in the car for his wife who got robbed, I think he was the guy that ran over one of them. Which, hey, I would have done the same thing. If you're trying to rob my wife, I would have ran you over with my car. Yeah, exactly. All right, so we got it covered. Yeah, do, do, do we do all the news for you? <laughs> Uh, can you guys hear me? Yes. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> I was like, why are you guys doing the news? <laughs> Newscasters, Blake and Aaron, coming to you live and there. Um, yes, that's pretty much uh, more or less some of the information that we have. Um, two men attempted to rob a Scotiabank. Um, we should more specifically say that they were trying to rob the clients of Scotiabank because that bank is pretty much cashless. So they weren't really yeah. going to get anything from the bank itself. Um, but yes, people are still there making deposits. And so obviously, um, that's, you know, a very risky situation. Yeah. So they have one in custody. I suspect it probably won't be long before they have the other one in custody as well, but we will certainly keep you guys um, updated on that front. Hmm. The moral road says the other, uh, saying that the other guy that's uncaptured is a Jamaican national that, that, uh, that landed uh improperly she came in i, don't I know. think somebody was suspecting that was the case obviously none of that would yet to be confirmed mm. um we'll have to see you know sometimes people are trying to blame other people yeah it's not always who you think so um we'll we'll let you know as soon as we know but i i suspect somebody's gonna give him up relatively quickly hmm. probably right. Okay, so um, Queen's uh, King's uh, birthday celebrations over the weekend. Um, his birthday is actually later in the year, but he maintained the same celebratory date that his mother had. Um, I think he's going to keep a lot of things in place that she had. So obviously, uh, this is a bit of good news. Um, people celebrated and were honored yesterday at the King's um, birthday celebrations. So congratulations to everyone who received um, an award. Yeah, Tropical he, Storm... Didn't he ride a horse, like, for the first time? Like, didn't the Queen stop doing that, like, many, many years ago? And then it was, like, a big story that he was riding a horse. Eh, I guess That's he's trying to make his, his mark separate yeah. and apart from his mom. But Tropical Storm Brett has us all uh, fretting a little bit. Mm -hmm. Because yeah. it is something, a Tropical Storm, that's going to most likely develop into hurricane. And it looks like we could very well be in the path of concern in the cone. So still relatively early days yet. We'd be looking at the weekend before it starts to approach San Juan, Puerto Rico, and then into early next week before it potentially it's a little bit closer to us. Right now it's moving um, over 40 miles per hour, west at 21 miles uh, per hour. So 40 miles per hour wind speed. And um, it's moving pretty quickly, though. 21 miles per hour is pretty fast for a storm. Mm -hmm. So we'll continue to monitor the situation. Obviously, all eyes are in Brett. 
the National Hurricane Center and all local agencies are going to be watching this system extremely carefully. So they would just ask for you to stay tuned to all official sources. Including Big US. shout out to the Cayman Island Special Olympics team. They are representing um, at the World Games and we uh, the opening ceremony. I don't know if you got to watch it there, uh, Blake. It was on Saturday. I accidentally caught it. I didn't even know that it was on, but I accidentally caught it. And um, it's fantastic to know that, you know, our our country is actually being represented at this amazing event. So over 7,000 Special Olympic athletes and unified partners from 190 countries will be competing in 26 sports between the 17th of June and the 25th this year. It's in Berlin, Germany. Yeah. So 15 awesome. athletes awesome. went uh, to represent the Cayman Islands. Mm -hmm. Cool. So congrats to them. I saw some yeah, I caught a little bit on. of it. Yeah. Hey, yeah. just to update you really quick, if you got a second, um, the uh, King Charles celebrated his first official birthday parade on Saturday, riding on horseback to inspect mm -hmm. soldiers, which was a ceremony that uh, was an annual event since 1760. Now, mm -hmm. by appearing on horseback, he revives a tradition which his mom, Queen Elizabeth II, gave up in 1986 when she was 60. So it's called Trooping the Color. It hasn't been done since 1986. Wow. There you go. There you go. Thanks for that tidbit. You guys have a right, fantastic we'll day. Yeah. Yep. Our signal. All right. Good morning, everyone. We're getting ready to kick off um, our live. We pushed back the radio stream just a little bit in the mornings to give us a bit more of a proper start. So in the meantime, I'm going to go ahead and grab all of the links because we'll go live at 735. So let me just get everything else going here. The rest of my to-do list. Good morning, all of my beautiful people. How are you guys doing? Let me just see here now. Let me go ahead and send out YouTube. All right, so we're back on the regular Facebook page. We had to get creative and find a workaround for that. Okay, so I'm going to just put that in there. And then I'm going to remind everybody of the phone number. Call in. Nine three six Bobo. Okay. Give me one second. Um, oh, I need to adjust this camera. This is way too close, honey. Chill. Um. Mm -hmm. Okay. Looking good. Everybody had a good weekend. All right. So let me send out these links to everyone. Un momento, por favor. All right. Um, I have about another minute left here. Everybody good? Awesome. Mm -hmm. Less than a minute, and then we're going to play the intro for the radio station. 735. All right, stay tuned. 30 seconds and counting. Fifteen seconds. Bigger, bigger, better, better, older, older.
The cold, hard truth is taking talk to the next level. Right here on Bobo 89.1 FM, Cayman's Community Radio. We are still spilling the tea and committed to being part of the change that Cayman so desperately needs. Join Sandy Hill weekdays from 7.30 a.m. for Premier Access, Cayman Voices, Truthful Thursdays, and much more. Cayman's number one talk show is now bigger, bigger, better, better, bolder, bolder, and more than talk. Getting results with hot topics, consumer reports, court exposés, and more. I've come to set the record I've come to shine the light on you Let me introduce myself I am the cold heart truth Now, from the CMR studio in Grand Cayman Live, direct, it's the cold hard truth Now, now, join the conversation on 345-936 2626. That number again is 345 936 2626. All right, good morning, good morning. Happy Tuesday. Trust that you guys are doing well. Another fantastic day in paradise. Good morning to everyone. You're listening to the Cohort Truth. We got lots to cover today. Hope you guys had a fantastic weekend. Welcome, welcome, welcome. So um, some of you may have, um, I know you guys are very, very observant. You might have noticed that our start time was a little bit delayed. So just FYI, we're, we pushed it back to 7.35 in the mornings, just to give us a little bit of a cushion around, um, you know, because we were on 106 doing the news with them, and then we jump on Bobo. And there was a little bit of an overlap where we were jumping on Bobo, but didn't get to play our intro properly at the beginning of the segment. So um, Chuck, uh, thanks so much, um, made a suggestion that to just keep it as clean as possible on Bobo for our radio listeners. Uh, he's pushed it back to 735. So officially, we will be starting at 735 in the mornings over at um, Bobo. Of course, social media, we start off a little bit earlier than that. So our, our social media audience tends to hear the interaction um, that's happening on 106. So yeah, we're doing spilling the tea in the mornings on uh, 106, uh, where we give them today's news headlines, and then we come straight away live on Bobo. So I hope you guys are doing fantastic. We're going to be talking about Quite a few things, you know, holiday weekends, you get that extra day in there and there's always some level of excitement that goes on. So good news is our um, Facebook page is back up. We we discovered a workaround to the problem that we hadn't thought of, but working in conjunction with um, the streaming app partners that we have, we were able to um, like get in there and, you know, kind of change things around a little bit and we're back on, on the primary page. So, but you guys are still finding us in the community page. So that'll be your backup plan in the event that this ever happens again, which I'm sure it will. Facebook is always blocking you for something or restricting you for something or ugh, frustrating. Um, but I know that you guys were finding us in the community page, which we will reshare in the link in any event. So we're all good. We are good to go. So good morning to everyone. Really um, appreciate you guys tuning in. Um, 
Yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. All right. So where do we begin? Whoa. Well, we can start with Friday. Um, we actually had, uh, oh, somebody called me already. Um, I, I don't, um, oh, <laughs> I don't know. Yes. Um, just remember folks, I'm on the radio live now. So if you're calling me, even on WhatsApp, if you call my personal number, I can only assume that you're trying to call the station. Some of y'all be butt dialing and like, oops, I didn't mean to call you. I'm like, well, if you didn't mean to call, you're still calling. <laughs> so we are here. All right. So listen, a um, bit of uh, interesting news this morning. Uh, Friday, I was at home as I usually am right after the show, just going through emails and responding to stuff. You know, I've got to set aside a certain amount of my day for administrative tasks because I never feel like there's enough time in the day for those things. And I have to prioritize it, the things that I must do. So responding to email queries and, you know, invoicing and, and all sorts of stuff. Um, not the fun stuff, but, you know, the administrative things that you have to do as part of your job, even if you're a business owner, it is part of your job. And it's uh, normally a really, really important part of your job. And uh, you just got to prioritize it and you just try to smile your way through it, whether you like it or not. And so um, I was here doing a bit of that and going through, um, you know, over the weekend, I cleared off my desk. Stuff just accumulates on my desk. Oh, my God. I don't even know where this stuff comes from sometimes. Papers and this and that. And, you know, so I, I try to stay relatively organized with my filing. So, you know, I keep physical file folders. One day I'd like to be completely electronic and not even have a physical piece of paper. I see that they have scanners where you can like scan everything that comes into your life, but sometimes you need to quickly find it. And, you know, you just need to put your hands on a physical copy. So I do keep, you know, some physical files for different things. So I was here just minding my own business. And all of a sudden my phone started binging, bing, 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 robbery. We're hearing a robbery, Scotiabank. And I don't normally move the second, the first person says it. I'm like, mm, wait a minute. Let's see. And by message number three, which came in very close succession, it was like, oh, we got a robbery on our hands. Ooh, honey, chill. So I said, all right, well, you know us. Um, CMR likes to be on location. That's how we oftentimes get a little bit of sus, a little bit of extra sus for you. So I made it my business, honey, chill to get on location. And I got there and um, yeah, there was a robbery. <laughs> and so the funny thing is, I actually remember um, saying to the police officer who was there. So got to the location, somebody was calling me, oh, I don't think that's true. I was just a Scotiabank customers walking in and out, nobody's there. And I'm like, mm. I think you might be wrong because I'm getting this from all sorts of different sources. So let me just go check it out. Let me do an on-location visit. And so I went and checked it out. And sure enough, um, you went a little past Scotia and um, there was a um, there was a police car parked there at the junction of Old Crew Road and South Sound Road. And so I tapped in the window. This is before I went live. I tapped in the window. And I said to him, um, sir, was there an incident just this morning at Scotiabank? 
And he said, yes. I said, okay, that's all I needed to know from him. And so then I started the live stream and I proceeded to make observations that further down the way, there was some sort of police action. So I go walking down there. Now, um, I'm not trying to get this police officer in trouble, but when I knocked on the window and asked him that question, he was on the phone talking and it did appear from the relaxed nature of the call and the continued nature of the call that it was probably a personal call. I'm just saying, it's kind of like, oh, hold on. This woman's harassing me. Yes, ma'am. I said, was there an incident? Scotiabank, yes, yes. And I said, okay, thank you. And he went straight back to his phone call. So I was like, okay, well, I'm going to do my thing. So we started live streaming it. If you miss the live stream, go to Facebook. It's there. And um, so, yeah, we started live streaming it. And I uh, was walking down Old Crew Road. And I saw some, some what are they called? USG? Is that the correct name for them? The armed units. They were out and about. And uh, I saw them talking, looked like they had pulled someone over. It was kind of difficult to see exactly what they were doing, but there's a couple cars, cars down there and they pulled someone over. So I just kept walking. Child. I was about to walk right into the situation. And then all of a sudden they're like, go back, go back. Don't come this way. And I'm like, why? I mean, this guy, I don't see any yellow tape. He's sitting there in his car, asked him a question. Then he sees me. I'm like, okay, I'm doing my thing. He sees me walking there like for a couple minutes. If it was an issue, why didn't he stop me? Well, that's because he was on a personal phone call, I suspect. So anyway, um, yeah, I was just walking right into it, doing what we do here, which is bringing it to you live and direct, trying to ascertain what was going on, telling you guys. And listen, there were people in South Sound when I was, um, after that part of it, I went further up to turn around and there's a little old lady outside of her gate and she's like, what's going on? You know, the people who want to know, like, whoa, there's police action here. What's happening? So that's why CMR, if we can, we try to be on location, whether it's the house explosion. Remember, we're on location with the murder in Baden Town. You know, we want to be there because I find that when you're on the ground and you're there, sometimes you get a little bit extra sus in terms of um, what's going on. So anyway, um, we were able to tell her that there was a, a attempted robbery, attempted armed robbery, two men, and that she should probably, instead of hanging out by the gate, peeping around, she should probably just go inside and watch it. Um, you know, <laughs> and be safer. And she's like, oh, yes, well, don't worry. CMR is going to tell me what's going on. And her and I had the best little chuckle at that. So um, it appears that they caught one guy immediately. Now, the, the talk on the street is that they caught him uh, because he um, <laughs> got ran over by the... Um, husband of one lady who's trying to make a deposit. So let's wrap our mind around this situation here for a minute, okay? So first of all, um, oh gosh, let me see something here. Uh, that particular branch is um, considered a cashless branch, yes? Cashless meaning that they don't actually keep any cash there. I'm like, how is a bank ever truly cashless? I'm not even sure that I really understand what that means, but okay. Um, if they say they're cashless, well, I guess. Uh, but Scotiabank claims to be cashless. And so I think this is them not wanting to take any cash, not that they don't have any cash. But anyway, um, you know, you're going to be hard pressed to actually get any cash from them. So... 
it takes a special kind of person to try to roll up on a cashless bank. Like those people must really be special. But like I said, I get it. I understand why they were uh, doing what they were doing because the bank might be quote unquote cashless, whatever that means exactly. However, the people going into the bank are not necessarily cashless. So a lot of them are doing drop-off deposits. Cashless just means that maybe the, the cashiers aren't taking the cash, but you still have to drop the money somewhere. Hmm. It's so interesting because there are a number of um, people who still deal in industries where they get a lot of cash. I don't. I'm so thankful for it. In fact, when people try to give me cash, I say, please, don't. We got a card machine. Um, you know, we've got, um, you know, just other options, do it online, do online transfer. But I understand that not everybody has an online transfer option. So I've got a few elderly customers that I service that, you know, they're, they're the ones that I definitely have to um, assist, right, with, you know, doing a transaction. So they'll be like, oh, Miss Sandy, can you come pick up some money for me? And I was like, oh, Lord. Only if I have to. I would rather you go cashless. Mm-hmm. But anyway, um, so they were trying to get the bank bag, I think, from some of the people trying to do their bank deposits. Because remember now, those people still have to literally do a deposit. Huh. So the story that's out there is that evidently uh, one of those individuals was watching, sitting in his car, waiting for his wife. And he saw this guy and then kind of chased him down in, the, on his, um, in his car and ran him over. Well, you know, just because you hear the story that Gozo, um, oh, somebody says this focus thing is jumping in. I thought I fixed this. Um, I'm not noticing it. Um, oh, there it is. I see what it's doing. I don't know why lately it's been kind of doing that, to be honest. Eh, it's like I can't move because it does get a little bit confused. I think it's it's in part because of the, um, let me see if I pull this down, if that helps. It's in part because of the microphone, like it's trying to focus, but it's seeing the mic in the, uh, in the video. All right, let's pull the mic down and see if that helps. Let me know, folks, if that's any better. Yeah, so um, he supposedly ran the guy over and that's how they caught the one guy. Well, I've got other sources who were telling me a little bit of a different story. So I'm going to give you all versions, and then you can decide somewhere in the middle lies the truth. By the way, today is Tuesday, and I'm sure you're wondering, where is Health City this morning? So they actually um, are coming on tomorrow. Uh, I think there was a conflict with maybe some of their um experts and so they kind of reschedule to come tomorrow so they should be here um tomorrow morning at 7 30. okay and they're gonna have dr sunil and dr shoreline all right wonderful okay so listen um this is a this is a version that i got so i'm gonna i'm gonna give it to you guys just like how i got it for free so this person says, Sandy, whoever reported that the Scotiabank robbery reported the Scotiabank robbery made a mistake in 
who the driver ran down. Okay. It was the guy on the bike, which I think was what was said initially. So I'm not really sure. Okay. Well, let me just keep, keep reading it because I think that's what we said. Anyway, the driver ran over the bike and totally destroyed it. He ran over the rider as well, but the rider got out from under the car and ran away into the bushes. I kind of think that's what, I mean, we didn't have all these details, but we said he they got ran down on a, they ran down the guy in the bike. Um, so the robber who ran away on foot disappeared into the bushes behind the apartment complex next to Scotia Bank. What a mess. The driver told us, um, who the driver told all of us who were there, he knew he'd injured him because he was limping and couldn't go far. He told the police he would help them identify both men because they're construction workers and had seen at least one of them working on a Kimana Bay job site just recently. Now, this is interesting because, in fact, I had heard that even before I got this bit of sus on Saturday morning. So I had heard that this person, um, they didn't have a name, but they identified that he had been working at Kimana Bay. So this all seems to be more or less what I had heard, but very neatly put together. Um, he too does construction and has been has seen both men working construction. The driver told police he would help them find and identify the men as long as they wouldn't charge him for running over the one. Charge him? Let me just pause for a second. Honey child, you should have been getting, getting one of those King's Awards over the weekend. Can we put this driver up for uh, an award? Now, I get it. We don't want vigilante people going around, but hello. In the middle of a situation like that, if you're going to help to apprehend an individual, protect life, property, your wife, run his behind over twice as far as I'm concerned. Hmm. I don't feel any way about it. He also told the police that he would um, he could take them to the bike. It was broken into pieces. There's no way that driver should be charged for anything, but should be applauded and honored. Exactly. We need more bravery of this kind. I was actually at the ATM in the back, and when the ATM wouldn't work, I drove around to the front. The robbers had already fled, so I didn't see them. Hmm. A non-working ATM? Mm. When you're a cashless bank, you might actually want to make sure that your ATMs work. <laughs> I mean, come on now. So obviously, they still have ATMs that give out money. So this concept of cashless is a little bit weird to me, but whatever. A lot of these banks are trying to just encourage you to do the whole online thing. So that's the tidbit of information that we have. That all more or less sounds uh, like what we were saying. Um, we should call these guys, instead of calling them bank robbers, we should call them a bike robber because they were pedaling on a bicycle. They Obviously, they had no intentions of really getting away quickly on a bike. So can... Mm -hmm. I just saw it focusing. So congratulations to um, the gentleman who ran him over. Kudos for you. I suspect if you didn't do that, the police probably would not have caught him. Nonetheless, um, let me say that uh, I was on location. They stopped a guy and they were asking him questions like he was going to pick up his friend. I don't think his friend had anything to do with it. If you watched the live stream, you saw us asking him 
do you think your friend robbed a bank? And he's like, no, my friend doesn't need to rob a bank. I'm like, okay. Uh, and then the helicopter was up providing some assistance. It was pretty low. Actually, we were able to get some good photos of the helicopter and stuff. So we made it there on the location before the helicopter. I guess it takes a minute to actually get a helicopter up and off the ground with whatever protocols they have to go through to deploy the helicopter. I mean, these guys are brave and stupid all at the same time. Broad daylight robbery, arm robbery. Oh my gosh, what the heck is up? Scotia Bank. I guess they figured that location is a little bit more secluded, although not really. It's like in the middle of everything, traffic, you know, Grand Harbor. That's a very, very busy area. But there was a lot of police activity even before that early in the morning. The police were out and about in full force. So let's say good morning to a few usual suspects who are here. Miss Vernita, Catherine is watching us from the UK. Uh, Wee Wee's here. Olivia, thank you so much. Diamond Princess. Miss Lily, I've not seen you in a minute. So good to see you. Everton, Marshall, all of our usual. Miss Irvlin. Everton says you guys knocking off banks now. Honey child. Alejandro, good morning to Natasha. First lady, good morning to you. Strong will. Strong wilt. Oh, says good morning. There used to be a strong will. Is this the same one or a different account? Slightly different name. Patricia, so good to see you. Miss Joy is here. JD joining us as well from the beautiful district of Northside. Miss Iva wishing all of her classmates a blessed morning and hoping that everyone had a great weekend. Miss Romelia is here wishing everyone a victorious day. Alejandro says um, it means that they're making the people cashless. Just kidding. <laughs> Felicia Irvlin says meeting no one over the counter no over-the-counter, sorry, no over-the-counter cash transactions. They have to use the ATM machine. Oh God, I hate using ATM machines to deposit money. Am I the only one? I prefer to go to a teller, to be honest. I don't mind withdrawing money with an ATM, but I prefer to go to a teller, get my little stamp done. And I know it's in the account, like, you know, it's being processed. Um. So yes, I get it. Alejandro says, I'm thankful for all that hard cash still floating around the place. Oh my goodness, what a mess. Leroy says, that man is a hero, I agree. And Alejandro says, charges would be the last thing in my mind, exactly. Let's give him a medal. Irvlin also shares that the ATM machines around the back are not safe. It needs to be moved to the front or the side of the building. Hmm. I don't really bank with them and I've not thought about the logistics of that setup, but I guess because it's a drive-through, it is, it is a drive-through ATM, right? So that's why I think that they put it the way that, so you drive around and drive through. I think that that's why they put it how they have. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't know if they could move it anywhere else, to be honest. That branch is a very, it's like an unusual location in terms of the, logistics of how you get in and out of it you know uh gareth good morning what happened to the one that was further up was that a royal bank or scotia the one past hurley's there's still a bank there right i think that's a royal bank is that still there i don't even know 
her past it every day and still don't even know if it's there. Garrett says, I think we um, need more vigilantes. Mm -mm. Give this driver an award. There goes that camera again. I don't know why it keeps, uh, I don't know. Since I added this, this mic, I have noticed that it's been jumping. Um, I thought I fixed this issue this weekend because I tried to lock it in, but maybe I didn't. I thought I did the lock focus. Mm. All right, I'll have to look at it again. Uh, Garrett says we need more vigilantes. That thief should um, have been run over and reverse the thing over again. <laughs> Gareth, you're a man after my own heart. Gotta tell you, that's exactly what I was thinking. I was like, oh, you ran him over? Just run him over one more time. <laughs> Break the other leg while you're at it, not just the bike. Uh, good morning to Miss Dawn, Amanda. Good morning. Um, aren't, aren't we just horrible? Talking about running him over again. I have no sympathy for criminals. I'm sorry, but not sorry. Um, you know, they, they, they make our lives miserable. They um, put the community at risk. I don't know if they were using real guns or fake guns, but regardless... You literally scare people to death. And um, I have no sympathy for you. If in, if in the commission of an offense, the good citizens of this country decide to fight back, I say good on them. Oh, let me turn on the, the phone so you guys can call. Because I feel like somebody was just trying to call me right now to say, Sandy, I'm in total agreement with you. Run his backside over a couple times. 936-2626. Let's give this Samsung a little minute to start up. Uh, Michael, good morning. Said that they catch a second person. Not yet, but if person number one had any sense, he better start talking and talking fast. But they'll be able to find him relatively quickly, I feel like, um, as soon as they, you know, they've already determined that he was a construction worker at a job construction site, possibly Kimana Bay. That doesn't mean that he works for Kimana Bay, to be honest, because Kimana Bay, um, Dadar organization doesn't have their own construction people. They outsource all of that to other companies. Now, I was thinking about this, and it occurred to me that there was a guy who was recently featured. Um, I don't think we actually featured him, but we've been getting complaints about him not paying his workers. And he's one of those guys, I think he's a Jamaican fella, has status, of course. And um, he was one of those people who making money at the dart site and then not paying his workers. Interesting thing about it is that he claimed, they be lying, honey child, let me tell you something. He claimed to his workers that he wasn't getting paid from the DART organization, which I knew was a lie. I'm like, listen to me. I don't know why y'all be trying to lie on certain organizations. There's certain organizations that do not play around with people's money. Once you complete whatever it is, your financial obligations, or even before you complete, I'm sure they give you a deposit to get started. They're not gonna mess around with your coins. They pay. They're good paymasters, right? Crichton Properties. Um, this woman the other day was talking about, oh, everybody got fired from their job site. That's a lie. And they pay their, their subcontractors, whoever they're using, right? Dart organization, they pay. Um, who else? Davenport, you know, these people pay. They do not fool around with um, not paying people. Unless there's some, some sort of contractual dispute, then that's a different situation. 
Now there's some people who don't like to pay. Shall we name a few of those two? Mm -hmm. Some of them are Caymanians like Rob Robinson, Robson Construction. Yes, honey child, they don't like to pay. No bueno. Mm. Um, who else doesn't like to pay? Well, this one is a bit of a shocker, but whoever the guy is, and I don't have his name yet, um, that is Palm Heights. Whoever owns Palm Heights, a lot of people think it's Dart that owns it, but they are the property owners. And then um, they simply lease it out to somebody else. Whoever that person is, ooh, their, their name is hot on the streets for not paying. So interesting. Um, they, we've been receiving complaints about them forever. All kinds of stories dating back for quite some time. Here's this one back in March. Good morning, Miss Sandra. Can you please publish this video that is how people are treated at Palm Heights Hotel in West Bay Road? The guy is always using profanity um, on staff, uh, but don't like people to reply to him in the same way. All his staff are treated as slaves. Also, he fired a few Caymanians for no reason. Don't know if there's a link in immigration that's protecting him with all of this behavior. His name is Calvin Manchurs from South Africa, maintenance manager. He's a racist and treats, which I don't think is registered, and treats, which I don't think is registered as this way in immigration because they're at the hotel. They hire people from abroad with low profile and use them as manager, not to give opportunities to Caymanians, which is against the law. That's one complaint about Palm Heights. It is certainly not the only complaint. There's a lot of people who are saying that these, the whoever the proprietor is at Palm Heights does not like to pay people. Hmm. Um, in fact, here's an interesting tidbit. Last week, they had a planning enforcement order issued against them. Mm-hmm. You're, you're only going to hear this in the cold hard truth, folks. So, apparently, this uh, individual, whoever he is, does not like to um, go through what people see as the correct process. So, Planning discovered there's some wellness center or something like across the street. I need to go on location because all of this sounds very, very foreign to me. I don't go to Palm Heights. I think I've been there once for a lunch meeting. That's only because the person requested that we meet there. Um, I, I get really, when I start to hear a lot of bad things about a particular company, um, I'm not inclined to want to patronize individuals like that. I work really, really hard for my money, first of all. And so, you know, it, it's, it's important for me to spend it with people who I at least believe, sometimes you believe one thing, it's something else, but until, until I know or believe differently, you know, I try to patronize people who I believe are good corporate citizens, you know? Like I'm paying for food, I'm paying for service. And then in turn, you're paying your staff. <laughs> you should not be out there um, ignoring the laws of this country 
and not paying your staff. That's just not right. So when I find out that some of these people are into this kind of behavior, I'm like, hmm, I'm not going to patronize them. They're not getting my hard-earned money. No, sir. So he had enforcement order against the property, some wellness center. Like I said, they were trying to build across the street because they didn't go through planning. They had some containers there and they were setting up. I'm trying to find the pictures, actually. They were setting up these containers. Um, and in fact, workers at the job site, you can take it or leave it. Workers at the job site were telling me, hey, Sandy, we were saying to this guy, you need um, you need proper uh, planning approval for this. Oh, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. This is what he's been doing. Telling people don't worry about it. He's got it covered. And in fact, even telling them, here this, here this hot mess, even telling them that um, <laughs> he'll get it passed through planning. I, I want y'all to pay attention to this. Good morning, caller. Welcome to the program. Good morning, Carla. <laughs> <laughs> How are you, good honey? Good morning, Miss Sandra. How are you? I'm good. How you doing? I'm okay, thank you. Wonderful. Um, about Palm Heights, uh -huh. yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Uh. I know quite a few of them. Mm. Uh, in fact, we were with some of them yesterday. Oh, gosh. They work... <laughs> They, they work 16, 20, mm -hmm. 14 hours a day. Mm -hmm. Okay? When you get to 20, you might as well say, I'll work two days. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, 10, 10. Mm -hmm. But I think this is something that our immigration and our, our, our um, uh, Mr. Mr. Kenneth mm -hmm. need to look into yes, labor and, why I'm yes. yes. Why I'm saying this, Miss Sandra, is because a lot of them, uh, most of them, mm -hmm. it's no Caymanians there. Most of them are Spanish speaking. They barely you, just a few words in English now. Mm. Look at this. They're in the in the in the tourism, working in tourism. How are they going to tell people or even sell this island to to for for tourism if they can't even speak the language mm. or they and I know this for a fact and and speak the language mm -hmm. and advertise Cayman as a tourist destination. Mm. I know this for a fact. It's it's ridiculous whatever whoever the boss is mm. that is getting away with this sort of thing. In fact, I think the tourism department and immigration need to check a lot of places on that seven mile area. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, I, I know of some property that it could be it could be some of them again that is paying five dollars US mm -hmm. an hour 
Mm-hmm. U.S. Not not CI. U.S. poor enough when they say six fifty or five fifty CI, but and and they all have to pay rent. They come on a Saturday, and by Monday they they to work, and and I don't know what line they give to immigration because I have always heard and thought that you have to speak um, English, even if it is broken English, but enough that people can understand you. Well, some of them, some of them don't don't speak English like the way they should, and they don't know anything. I mean, come in one day and gone to work the next day. You don't see any advertisement in the, in the paper, on Facebook, on mm-hmm. anything about needing a Caymanian. Mm-hmm. This man, who, whoever they are, are getting away with all of this. Mm-hmm. When are we going to put a stop to it? Then mm-hmm. we can say... This is what we've done because this is our island. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. If it's no Caymanians there, and if it if it is, they're getting the same thing. But why aren't they complaining? You know, it, well, it, th- this it, is this is the problem. People complain, my dear, but they come to me and they complain, and then they say, "Oh, you know, I'm too scared to speak up. I need to remain anonymous." So oh, see, you know. I, I I know that Sandy. I know that yeah, Sandy. Why are they uh, Why are they scared to speak up in their own country? Boy, I tell you, uh, when I when I call you or Radio K Man or whoever and voice my opinion, I try to be as as truthful as I can. Mm-hmm. This is my island. You know, people then call my husband. Ahaji. Your your mm-hmm. um, wife on the radio. I heard. So what? This is my island. What 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 do you what do you expect your husband to do? <laughs> you know, you know. Yes. And the thing is, if I can I know they do it all the time, honey. To to, 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 to the United States and, and and try to tell them their rules and laws and 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 whatnot. I'm yeah. a foreigner. Yeah. To that, to that I mean, for sure, any place that you should have a voice, it should definitely be your own country. Exactly, exactly. But anyway, Sandra, good job as usual. I hope you, you uh, well, I guess you got home safe last night. Yes, ma'am. you're here talking <laughs> to us. Yes. And 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 um, everything went well with your short travel. Yes, ma'am. So For sure. So you have a good day, and I hope Gigi is okay, too. Yes, thank you so much. Okay, you have a good day now. Thanks, dear. 936 Bobo is a telephone number. I saw somebody else attempting to call in. Do give us um, a call back. So, um, yes, Palm Heights. I'm going to show you all um, how they were made to remove some of the containers. I don't know if they were made to remove them all. They should have been. But apparently, this company is claiming that they have certain connections because they're leasing it from DART, they seem to give this impression that the DART organization is going to bail them out. Morning, Miss Daisy. Bienvenida. 
Gracias. Um, so this is a hot mess. But they have a reputation that precedes them, and it's not a very good reputation at all. Good morning. Good morning, my darling. How are you? I am well. Um, good. First, first of all, good morning to your last caller. Yes, ma'am. Um, good morning to you. Thank you. Um, how do I get a little seat on the immigration board? Hmm. I can read it. Mm-hmm. Um, I tell you what. Mm. I am not easily impressed by money or favors. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I've done poor. Mm-hmm. Um, things like that don't matter to me. Or I would be rich with mm-hmm. everybody else. Mm-hmm. But give my seat on the board now, somebody, please. Mm-hmm. Let me read the fine print. And sometimes if I read a law or anything legal, I understand some of it. Maybe not all, but I understand mm-hmm. Some of it, so I, I could really do a half decent job. I was saying no. The best thing a government could say is no or yes when it's appropriate. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Not no when yes is necessary or yes when no is necessary. We're all grown here. Um, I don't think we would be given a 14-year-old a, a, a place on a board or anything else in government. There's usually always a minimum age limit or consideration of some kind. Mm-hmm. We need to be able to say no in this country and yes in this country, but only, only when it's appropriate. Mm-hmm. Most mm-hmm. people flying in here on a plane, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. They don't bring any no propositions anyway. Mm. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. We need to read the fine print, and unless and until we get people who can read the fine print and who aren't, um, you know, kind of old, efficient for what I can get out of this, but what mm. my country should be, we gonna get yes. the same like, thrown every now and again. And I, I like, I like news. Everybody knows I like news, mm. but I don't like that kind of news. It's about our country. Yes. That, that's a different thing. I want to know who to be before. Not this kind. Yeah. Anyway, you, <laughs> you have a nice day. Thank you, my dear. Appreciate it. 936-BOBO is the telephone number. So listen. Um, so yes, yeah, so Palm Heights likes to go around telling people that um, they'll just build it and I'll get it approved. We'll get it approved after the fact. Hmm. Well, it looks like it didn't quite work out with these containers. Um, apparently they have some kind of, it's like a wellness center with a gym and other stuff. Let me show y'all what was happening last week. Uh, planning enforcement told them to take it down. Go planning, go planning. We appreciate you enforcing the laws. Everybody else has to follow these planning laws. What makes the people over the proprietors, whoever they are over at Palm Heights believe that they're so special. And from what I understand, the DART organization's name. Now, say what you will about the DART organization. Uh, from my observations, they at least try to follow the process. They'll apply and they'll go through the process and they always have lawyers and a team of planners and others that actually um, go to great lengths to comply and to, to go through the correct steps. Now, of course, if they get denied for something, yeah, they have deep pockets, So they're going to fight and say, hold on, why are we being denied? And they might object to certain things. But I tell you what, they don't build it and then say, oh, yeah, planning is going to prove it later. 
you got to watch people who do this kind of foolishness, right? Who have little to no regard for the laws of this country, especially when they're running a big business like, well, I don't know how big it is, but it's big enough, like Palm Heights. So look at this. These are some of the containers. Like I said, I don't traverse that part of West Bay Road too often, I must admit. So I didn't even know that all this was going on down there, but they're building all kinds of stuff. Hello. Good morning. My name is Sandra Teresa Hill. The same energy I have for those people who added the extension onto their house that blew up the other day mm -hmm. and the hazards that that caused, uh, potentially because you didn't follow the process, you didn't go through planning approval. I have that same kind of energy from Palm Heights or anybody else. It doesn't matter to me who it is, even if it was a dart organization, if they were running afoul of the law, that would be a problem. You don't build it and then say, oh, well, planning will we'll figure it out afterwards or we'll go and make an after the fact application. What planning needs to do for people who are doing that is every single time somebody comes to you after the fact, because basically you've issued an enforcement order against them, rip it, make them rip every shred of it down and start all over. And I don't care if it's the neighborhood house on um, what was the name of the street, whatever street that was with the explosion. I don't care if it's them or if it's a condo on West Bay Road. Make them pull it all the way down. That is what should be happening. You know, stop allowing people to come after the fact because that's what they do. They know that they can get away with it. Look at this. They've taken these containers and made all kinds of structures out of them. Look at this. That looks like a pretty permanent structure to me. Obviously, with electricity, probably plumbing and all sorts of other stuff. Listen, make them pull it down. You hear me? Pull every single piece of it down. These people are ridiculous. Look, yeah. Mm. Palm Heights Athletics. So they have some kind of gym and workout area that's part of their wellness center. All kind of stuff they had going on there. Oh, just put the containers down. Don't worry about it. We'll, we'll get it approved after the fact. Really? Well, planning told them to remove it. See the crane here, removing some of the containers last week. And on another note, I hear that another enforcement order was going to be coming their way. How would I get? Morning, caller. Yeah, morning again. Brother, you, when you hear that kind of story, it may not even be true. They may not have had a promise or anything else from any government mm -hmm. body or yes. agency. But when you hear that on the street, how does that appear to you? Um, you, you know, not concerned with the project or anything else. Mm -hmm. How does that appear like, here, my government is selling um, their fingernails again? Mm -hmm. and Listen not, to me. Some I, some people I'm, will say I'm anything. Not to that that's what's happening. Yeah. But what is the appearance? Right, so right. You, you but listen, it, it's not the for the elected officials or even the planning board to do this kind of stuff. This is where the planning department, which, by the way, is so short-staffed at the moment, the planning department needs to put out an urgent request for um, planners and enforcement officers because I understand that they're down to the bare minimum. 
So, you know, things are taking a while and you need enforcement. You need the enforcement people who can go out there and just drive around this island to see what's going on and what's being done that has no planning approval. But what, what kind what kind of um, uh, legislation does planning have? I mean, I really don't know. I'm asking a question. Is this legislation that gives them a leg to stand on? Well, they haven't. They have enforcement powers. But first of all, they have to know that it's going on. So, you know, this is one of those things where if you see something, tell the relevant authorities because they, they may not know everything. So they do have enforcement powers. But first, they, they would have to know about it. They'd have to know that it's occurring. And then I do also know that there is a very lengthy process once they start going down that road of enforcement. But they can take people to court. It's a criminal but, offense but, but, to be doing some of this stuff as well. I mean, sometimes uh, well, they end up fining you and they give you, you know, um, fines and that sort of thing. But listen, I think they should be forced to pull the structure down. That's that's weird. That's if you that, that's the question if you I'm have, um, what kind of law is it? Yeah, I mean, is it you, you get a slap on the wrist and somebody don't talk to you for a day or? It, yeah, I it, think it, there's it, a number something. of different powers, but some of them are pretty heavy-handed. It's just a question of whether or not they're being utilized. Listen, and it's not going from the ground to go up. You know, it's coming from the top to come down mm. because these people. People on the street really understand that these people are faced. Mm -hmm. They are insulting. Mm -hmm. We have laws here. We have this judge. We have that. We have the next. And they don't follow anything. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. They do as they please because according to them, like I said, I'm not suggesting that any agency body um, elected official mm -hmm. is on the side of anything but it makes it sound. Yes. And that, and that is why the other observation I made is, uh, is when planning issues these enforcement notices, to the best of my knowledge, they're not really a matter of public record. I think they do eventually get listed on the agenda because then they have to go before the CPA for um, after the fact approval. So eventually you see it and you might, if you show up to these meetings, you might actually get to hear a little bit, but you know what I would love for planning to do? Every time they issue an enforcement notice, make that public, have a website where you can see all the enforcement notices that are issued to people. And on top of that, right, um, the CPA board meetings where they're going through these applications and going through the details of why someone was in contravention of the law, make that a public streamed meeting as well. We should all see this live and direct. Absolutely. Absolutely. Where I can just log but in you, and see exactly and see what this person too. is claiming. And see faces too. I don't need to say here that, you know, the parcel lot owner, uh, mm. blah, blah, blah. And just, uh, see faces, do the prep walk like ordinary people. Exactly. Yeah. That's like, that's like, um, I can tell you all about another little story here in a second. Sometimes I see stuff on the court list that makes me shake my head. Thank you, Carla. Thank you, ma'am. All right, here, here's another one, right? This is where um, the more we know, the better off we are as people in this country. Don't be afraid of information. Thank you, by the way, for the Pension Administrators um, Association that was on, on uh, when was that? Was that Friday? They were on the show. 
fantastic show. I received so much positive feedback. Very, very educational. I noticed that there was one or two trolls in the comment section. Oh, well, you know, pensions, this, that. Y'all think you're pension experts. The pension experts who've worked in the industry for years were here. And we were trying to avail ourselves of that information and that knowledge. Um, I can't remember the name of the person who was kind of trolling us on, on YouTube. Told me, oh, you think you know everything? No, I don't. That's why we have the experts come on here. I don't know everything, but guess what? I want to know everything. I want to learn. I want to take it in. And I listen, you teach me something, I am here for it. And I hardly care what it is. You want to teach me how to cook a new dish? I'm like, let's do it. K-Man style beef. Big shout out to Miss Laura. I remember the day she showed me, I'm going to teach you how to make this, Sandy. You're going to learn. I said, okay, honey, jail. Let's do it. And boy, I make a mean. I don't make it often. But when I do make it, my beef be nice and well-seasoned and mm, 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 scrumptious. You know, you have to humble yourself and be willing to learn. And I'm, I, I believe in lifelong learning as well. It might be an academic degree, but, you know, anything. Teach me. I, I want to know what's the real situation. So you guys know that I oftentimes um, read the notices uh, online. Thank you. Thank you. Let me let me actually be, do a big shout out to the Honorable Chief Justice this morning, Miss Margaret Ramsey Hale. I don't know if she's listening to the program, but will somebody tell her for me that Sandy gave her a shout out today? Um, you have to subscribe in order to see like the, the list. You have to subscribe to this online portal. You know, those of us who be watching your coins, every subscription costs money. Y'all know I'm cussing. Um, QuickBooks right now for their ridiculous price of 500 and something dollars for their annual subscription. When it used to be like $200, you could buy it. It would last forever software. Mm. So every year you pay for um, this subscription. And, um, you know, then on top of that, if you selected a case that you wanted to read or whatever, you had to pay for that as well. And I was like, man, y'all are really raking in the dough and kind of nickel and diming people. You know, I'm not a big time law firm making millions of dollars per annum that can afford all these subscriptions and whatever. So since she has taken over, she's actually made, I think you still have to pay the annual subscription fee. Fair enough. You know, you pay to play. Uh, however, now with that, you get access to the actual um, content. Because basically you're paying a subscription just to see the headline and to see a watermark version of the content and then you'd pay separate for it. Mm -mm. So she's made it free. Thank you to the Honorable Chief Justice. This is one of the things that she's done in the short her short tenure. And this is fantastic. Not every aspect of a filing or document you can see, but let me show y'all something that made me pause. Do you do you guys remember the day that we had Kurt um what his name is? Uh Kurt Donald on here from um, Royale Medical. And we were talking about, you know, the fact that he seems to have a little bit of an issue with not really being a good paymaster. And I could extend that to say he's actually not a good business person. Sometimes they go hand in hand. I saw um, someone in the comment section, Andrea, talking about a lot of these Jamaican construction managers and owners and stuff, don't want to pay people. Yeah, don't bring your slackness here. You know, it should not be allowed. Kurt happens to be from Jamaica. I'm just making an observation. And he also does not like to pay people. 
doctors suing him and taking him to court and winning their cases. You can imagine running a, a medical facility and not paying your doctors. That's some kind of special. Anyway, um, recently there was a filing, FSD, that's the Financial Services Division, I think, of the, the court system, where he uh, put in an application to have his company, Royale Medical and Wellness Center, reinstated. So imagine this. I didn't get to see his affidavit. Turn down your, your radio for me, caller. I didn't get to see his affidavit, but Ronald Kirk, and he spells it K-H-I-R-K, which is interesting. Patrick Donald um, actually it said it was ordered that Royale Medical and Wellness Center registration number, blah, 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 be restored to the register of companies upon paying the registrar of companies the sum of $2,400 in respect of the reinstatement fee and outstanding annual returns. So I don't need to know much more than that to know that he was struck off for non-payment of his annual fees. Now, listen to the, the legal implications of something like this, right? You have a registered company. If that registered company is struck off and, and heaven forbid, you go there and somebody takes a scalpel to you and does something that they shouldn't do, and now you need to sue them, who the hell are you suing if the registered company has been struck off of the register? This is a very dangerous situation. He's putting people's lives at risk potentially and then not even paying his annual fee and keeping his company in good standing so that when you have to sue somebody, who are you suing? Mm -mm. So it was ordered that on the repayment of the $2,400 that this be reinstated. Now, folks, let me tell you something. $2,400 when you have no money is a lot of money. When you're in business, um, Royale Medical, and I don't know how many years this was before they struck him off, probably a few, because I think the registrar of companies can be very liberal. How many years do you think this guy went without paying his annual returns? If it's a local company, I think the annual return fee is only like $300. Dude, you can't pay that. You can't prioritize that. But yet you want people to work for you? Now you understand why he's not paying his workers either. Once again, I don't patronize companies like this, okay? You don't do the right thing by the law. You jeopardize people's lives by not doing the right thing. You don't want to pay your workers. I don't want to do business with you. And I keep telling Kurt, Kurt, come out of this business. You're not a businessman. Go back to working in a lab for somebody else. Caller, good morning and welcome to the program. Well, honey, child, I can't call you. What are you calling me live and tell me to take you off the air for? You do know that I'm live, right? <laughs> you can't call in and expect me to not put you on air. I'm live. <laughs> oh, my God. All right, I heard that little whisper. Take me off the air. Oh, they want me to take a commercial break. Oh, Lord Jesus. This must be, this better be some good sus now for me to be taking a commercial break. All right, folks, let's take a, a, let me see here now. Let's take a quick commercial break. We'll be right back after these messages. The Department of Environmental. We can't play that one. That one's an old commercial. Uh, let's go with a CUC. This will give us a few minutes. Well, hold on a second. Renewables are very important to CUC. The environment's going to benefit. The customers are going to benefit. It is the future. It's not a matter of if it's coming, it's when. We can't stop 
we do need the change. Really, really excited to talk about how we're going to get a lot of renewable energy on the grid. We have been working on bringing renewable energy to Grand Cayman for many years now and produced our integrated resource plan back in 2016. Looking at how we can most effectively not only get renewable energy but reduce the CO2 impact of CUC's operations. You hear the comments or the misnomers that you know, CUC is married to diesel and quite frankly that there couldn't be anything that's further from the truth. We know that renewable energy is the right thing to do. There's a lot of value by using renewable energy, battery energy storage, within your integrated grid. A, a lot of time has to be put together to do your research, understand what it is that you're wanting to put out there. CUC has the ability to, to lead that transition, right? And, and be the first for not only Cayman, but the region. It's gonna be so worth it. It's what I come to work for every single day, to know what we're working on is gonna set the country up for success. It's gonna be a foundational element of, of the economy. Bringing the public along with us is one of the key things to make a success out of it. Just to make sure that we're doing our part to reach those United Nations Sustainable Development Goals. Our team has been equipped, uh, trained, developed. Uh, if we get a go ahead tomorrow, we start. And I, I see it in, in the future, it's, and it's not that far away. It could be as little as five or six years away where we'll have times of the day where we are 100% renewable. All right, folks, we're back. Um, so this person wanted to talk about y'all. Y'all know, like I said, nobody got to speak on air. But here, here's the connection to the DART organization. It's not a direct connection, but it's a family connection. So I'm told that DART's daughter, apparently the man has kids, daughter's husband is the proprietor of Palm Heights. We still don't get his name. I feel like I had the name before. Somebody please send me this man's name. And he's doing all kinds of shenanigans because he's an in-law to DART. He feels like he can do whatever. Might I suggest that the DART organization rein him in? Y'all need to have an emergency meeting and tell this guy to stop name dropping your name. He's given y'all a bad name by extension. There's a lot of construction companies out there that this man owes money to. Some of them are preparing to take him to court. You know, but the, the problem is, again, because, listen, if it was me that owed somebody $100,000, you better believe my behind would have been in court a long time ago. But because, oh, he's the son-in-law of DART, He's going to get a pass and how much money is floating around there, invoice money from these construction people that he owes. But trust me, it's not just a handful of people. I hear it's a lot of people. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So um, ridiculous, but let me um, give you, somebody says you hit the nail on the head. She's really into yoga, so the yoga studio is for her. This is a bunch of bollocks as far as I'm concerned. What's his name? Gordon White. Which one of these is the main proprietor? We have Giorgio, pa Paolini, Simon, Khalil, and Gordon White. Who's who? These are some of the suspects over there at Palm Heights. Not paying people. I mean, <laughs> lots of money on, on the streets. Y'all better pay up. And I don't care if, if you're Dart's favorite child. You can't go around owing people money once they've completed the work for you. 
Matthew Khalil is the primary person. Oh, really? Mm -hmm. Is Simon Khalil, is that his real number? Simon Matthew or something? So um, this person says um, that they have workers hired by other contractors and they don't have health insurance and pension. The reason I say this is because the rates that the other contractors are charging is way lower than, um, you know, sort of acceptable rates because we do pay for our permits and our health and half of our health insurance and pension. Hence the reason why our rates are higher. And um, then the two guys in a truck, in a truck contractors, these types of contractors are killing local contractors who follow the proper employment guidelines because obviously they work for far less. Department of Labor and Pension, are y'all paying attention? Uh, you know, y'all need to get on this on this job site. Hmm. So planning enforcement, DLP infraction during COVID. I heard all sorts of complaints about Palm Heights. I mean, this location sounds like a real hot mess of a situation. People are even speculating, and it's speculation, but it does bear, you know, some good questions. What is really being done? at this location? Um, is this a money laundering situation? Like, why are you building all this stuff and can't afford to pay your bills? Uh, Mr. Khalil, please get your act together. I don't care who you are and I don't care who your family to. I don't care who your mama is and who your daddy is for that matter. Let me look him up. Simon Khalil. Um, okay, man, you need to get your act together. Where is he from, by the way? The mogul behind the it destination, the Cayman Islands? Really? Tell the mogul behind this. Is a, he got a little right up. Tell the mogul behind this. Gabriella Khalil is the founder and creative director of Palm Heights. So is Gabriella um, Dart's daughter? Please tell your husband to pay his bills because he's giving you a bad name. And by extension, he's going to be giving your husband a bad name. I've, I've never understood people of financial means refusing to pay. Sometimes they'd be some of the cheapest people in the world. Tell me he's a mogul. Moguls normally have money and you should pay your mogul bills is what you should do. Hmm. Talking about the Khalil who resides in London is the founder of Palm Heights. Apparently Luke News did a whole article on them. Mm. I tell you. Oh, we're donating to the food bank. Try and donate to paying your damn bills is what you need to do. Okay, great. Give money to the food bank, but don't give money to the food bank when you're not paying your workers, when you're not paying people that you legitimately owe money to. No, sir. Y'all are special. Who are these people? Simon Khalil. Hmm. I mean, really and truly, y'all need to do better. I'm not impressed. Someone, um, a wannabe politician was trying to defend them during COVID. Oh, Sandy, this guy's a really nice guy. Come by and have a look. I said, me? Y'all got me confused with somebody else. There's nothing that Palm Heights has that I need to experience at the, at the risk of them not treating their workers right. I don't care what they have there. I don't care how good the food is. If you can't have the common decency 
you know, to treat people right. Look at all the beautiful tiling work and all this kind of stuff. How about you pay you pay those construction companies? Are we gonna start to have to put up every single bill that you owe, like I said, into the hundreds of thousands of dollars? <laughs> no, sir. Who's the who who the husband is, you say? Vogue had him in there. The coolest hotel creative director and supportive moms. People can't support their families. This is Dart's daughter, Gabriella Khalil and her daughter, Grace. Oh, they're cute. But please tell your husband to pay his bills. You can't be supportive. Oh, supportive of, of women. If you cannot even pay the bills for the construction companies, those people have wives and children too that must eat. Khalil, who studied in London at Sotheby's Institute and graduated with a Master's of Contemporary Art, mm -hmm, has managed to make the highly stylized oasis a destination for the fashion industry, including familiar names like Raul Lopez of LVMH Prize nominated. Listen, I don't care. Vogue, this one, that one. Who cares about all this high fashion stuff? You know what's fashionable these days? Actually paying your damn bills. That's in fashion the last time I checked. Motherhood also led Khalil uh, refining her personal style, which includes a more streamlined approach to shopping and getting dressed. Oh, that's wonderful. I'm glad that you look fabulous and all this kind of stuff. But there are people out in these streets who need to have their bills paid. There are companies who are barely surviving. And that $100,000 that they're owed by Palm Heights would go a long ways in helping them to pay their workers and to survive. Good morning, caller. Good morning again, Miss Sandra. Mm. <laughs> we we could be talking for the rest of the week on 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 the same subjects, including including tourism and including people here, Caymanians mm -hmm. that run um, uh, businesses that not paying their staff, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Caymanians that are highly involved in restaurants. I don't patronize people like, I'm not going to call the name of the restaurants, but they advertise for, um, this happened quite a while ago, and we used to go to that restaurant, or now they have two, and um, for Canadians and Australians, that tell you something, only need to apply. They were advertising for um, waiters and waitresses. Mm -hmm. Only need to apply. Then we have another um, restaurant run by Caymanians or by a Caymanian family. Mm -hmm. And it was uh, advertising for a chef for five fifty. Uh, executive chef at that. Mm -hmm. Um, for five fifty per hour, and then brag later on pictures and everything in the papers that you know they just finish a two million three million dollar house. Mm -hmm. But they got the chef. I don't patronize people like that. I don't care how good you hear the food is. Mm -hmm. By the way, my husband was. <laughs> a chef in this island. That's how he, he came here. Mm. So <laughs> I know about good food. 
Mm-hmm. And we eat out quite a bit, and mm-hmm. I know about good food, but I would not patronize people like that. And I've 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 had some of my uh, condo owners when I used to manage condos that I got very very friendly with tell me that they're 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 selling out their condos because this place and the restaurant is gone beyond it's not the Cayman that they knew everything is is much higher they also own condo in Cozumel Mexico much higher what people could vacation here for many years ago two weeks or three weeks it's now turned to five days and a week or a week and and they can do that in Mexico, even though their prices have gone up mm-hmm. for 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 four weeks or three weeks. What are we doing? And we bragging now. Remember, we don't have a lot of things that people can attend to, um, as far as attractions mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And it's the same thing over and over and over and over again. So (laughs) we got to get our act together or we going to be out of tourism. When you hear our our people that were here for many, many, many years Mm -hmm. um, talking about this is not the Cayman we know, this is not the Cayman we know. So let's get our act together and don't 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 be afraid to 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 say who these people are that are not treating workers well, mm-hmm. are not treating workers like human beings, mm-hmm. are not paying their, their their bills. Do not patronize those kind mm-hmm. of people mm-hmm. just because they advertise best restaurant in, in Cayman mm-hmm. or best. Uh, you, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We got to get our act together and get it fast. I mm-hmm. mean, really fast. Mr. Kenneth, I think you're doing a good job, but you need to check, especially on the seven mile area. I, it's, 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 it's gone ridiculous because, of course, we all know that that's where the most condos, apartments, um, uh, tourist rental and, 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 and restaurants are. It's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Ridiculous. Thank anyway, you, my Sandra, dear. I appreciate it. Thank you, my dear. Okay, love. All right. So dating um, back in August, August the 10th of 2022, I was messaging people in the know saying, what do you know about Palm Heights? Heard they're not paying a ton of vendors. Um, they've been on our radar for a minute. I know during COVID, a lot of the workers are reaching out saying how they were not paying people during COVID. Good morning, caller. Welcome to the program. Morning, Sandy. Morning. Um, for the last caller, I don't believe Cayman will lose the tourism. They will mm-hmm. lose the type of tourism we presently have. Um, has the island changed drastically? Mm-hmm. Can you stop progress? No, but you can adjust progress. Mm-hmm. What this island is headed for and is geared toward, and no one can possibly deny it, is for the elite. Mm-hmm. 
And that's what they want here. There is soon to be, just like they talked in the U.S., there will be no middle class here. It will be poor or the rich. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's not supporting the middle class where they can live um, with the cost. I mean, the, the question, caller is, you know, we we talk about this a lot, um, you know, who we are attracting in terms of tourism. We keep saying, and I think maybe this is part of the tourism, you know, mantra, is that we want to attract the high-end um, dollar for the tourism dollar. But does that also mean, by extension, that you're also attracting the high-end resident as well? And as you say, wiping out the middle class entirely. And, and when it comes to sales of real estate, real estate is booming. Mm-hmm. It's booming. But it's also booming because they are uh, getting all these investors from overseas mm-hmm. who can afford the cost per square foot to build on this island today. Mm. I know what my house cost me to build. Yes. There's no way I could build my house today by mm. the size of the house I have today as when I built it. There's not, it's not even close mm-hmm. to that. Mm-hmm. Uh, to get any help on the island, to get a maintenance worker to come out and do anything. You can't find anybody to come out and do anything. Mm-hmm. They're all wound up in all this other construction that is absolutely going crazy on this island. We're now approved to go 20 stories on a building. I mean, come on, what, what, what is K-Man going to look like 10, 15 years from now? Hmm. Who, who's going to be walking the streets here in Cayman 10 to 20 years from now? Mm. It, it's, it's going to be the elite. The, the elite and those who work here. Mm-hmm. That's the- All right. Thank you, caller. 936-2626 is the telephone number. Um, you know, I think it's perhaps one thing to attract a certain quality of visitor because the idea is that they have more of a disposable income. Um, In theory, I don't necessarily have anything. I don't necessarily see anything wrong with that. I think balance is important, but you know, I want to be very, very clear about what I'm saying this morning. I don't know who these people are. So one person has made the observation that um, apparently the um, Gabby might be the daughter of Dart. I don't even know. But Matthew Khalil is married to Gabriella, a.k.a. Gabby. Simon is Matthew's younger brother. Regardless, they're all here um, with Palm Heights making a killing. I see that it was in Forbes magazine. It's in Vogue. They're obviously very good at marketing it to a relatively high-end clientele. Nothing wrong with that. Here's one headline in Lifestyle of um, Lifestyle Arts of Forbes magazine. Grand Cayman's Palm Heights Hotel has major design flair and a fetish for books. Great. It looks beautiful. I don't care. Pay your bills. That's what I care about. You know, can I contact Forbes and tell them that these Khalil people are not paying their bills, whoever the heck they are, that they're leaving contractors, Caymanian-owned contracting companies here in the Cayman Islands, with hundreds of thousands of dollars outstanding and unpaid invoices for work that has been done and has been completed. I 
I can't go around not paying my bills without consequences. And you shouldn't be able to either just because you're a millionaire. Caller, good morning. Hello, Sunday. Yes, ma'am. Yes, sir. Sorry, morning. Uh, Dexter, Dexter here. <laughs> Hi, Dexter. I'm not afraid to post my name. Yes, good. Um, coming back to the tourism product uh, we have on this island, uh, not every Tom, Dick, and Harry that has a boat that go out can show people, can give people quality uh, service for what they're being paid for. Mm -hmm. I know some of these people, some of these boats um, are charging $1,500 for a four-hour tour. Mm -hmm. um, when I was in the business, in the water sports business, I was one of the first Caymanian um, boat operators that got business. Well, uh, was Captain Marvin before me and whatever. But I always got business from the Ritz Carlton. Mm -hmm. And I could always figure out, I, I would probably get maybe 100 people a month from them. A lot of them were private tours. Mm -hmm. Until one day, I got a, a letter from them stating that I needed uh, a $25 million liability insurance. Mm -hmm. And I told him a lie. I said, I, I found a company in Canada that would give me that liability. But what kind of assurance can I get from you that I would get the business to justify paying $25? Um, and then I got another letter from them. Oh, in addition to the, our previous letter, um, you, you have to have a 10, 10 or $15 million, this has been, Sandy, this has been quite a long time uh, that this happened. And um, was when, when the Ritz-Carlton first opened up. Mm -hmm. And then I got a letter, in addition to the first letter, I had to have $10 million liability to transport. Now, I had liability insurance on my van. Mm. I never go without it. Mm -hmm. um, and they said I needed a $10 million liability or $12 million liability um, to transport people down to my boat mm -hmm. and back to the Ritz-Carlton. Mm. And it turned out that it, it, it the Ritz-Carlton, yes, but what made kick me off, it was red sales sports. I was cutting into their profits and I had good source telling me this. Because one time he was at the Marriott, he was at the Marriott and he would send me business. Of course, I would give him, give him commission. That's, that's everybody uh, looks for a commission. And he said, Dexter, I was telling him about what Rich Carlton, he says, it's nobody but the, but the Red Sales Sports. He said that they, he saw, um, what's the name there? The, uh, the guy from Australia or whatever um, that owns uh, an athlete and Adrian Briggs mm -hmm. with the manager. 
So he went, they went up to a room and called him, asking him who would they he would recommend. And he said, I would recommend Fantasy Tours because mm -hmm. he gives quality service and he don't treat people like a number. He mm -hmm. treats people with respect and he, he wants what is the way that I would want to be treated is the way that I, I, I give my, my service. I went far and beyond. And, you know, I lost. I, I never got any more business from the Ritz Carlton. So, you know, it's we can blame foreigners all we want. But we got to blame our Cam own Caymanians for mm -hmm. what is going on, Sandy. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I was I was in the top ten globally on on um, that uh, the company that um, is so well known for um, for business. What, what's it called again? Um, anyway, I was um, I was on I was um, in the top ten mm -hmm. globally for uh, for services that uh, on on my boat. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know, so it, it, it's it's all about it, what you know is who you know, mm. and it, and you know I I don't I, I wish them all the best uh, because when you hate somebody for what they've done to you, you become them. Yes. Who do you want to be? Mm. My father always told me that he said Dexter, if you hate somebody for what they've done to you, you become them. All right, my dear, no, leave me I, there. Okay. Thank All you, right. darling. I appreciate it. We got another caller in the line. Good morning, okay. caller. Welcome to the program. Hello, Miss Darlene. Good morning. Yes, good morning. Good morning, everyone. Yeah, I I um, totally agree with Mr. Dexter. Mm -hmm. You see what happened? Um, we, as a Caymanian, we always um, was taught, I don't know what's happening now with us, but to actually um, give the best service. That is how these foreign companies came out. They came to Cayman and learned a lot about how we did business mm -hmm. with the way we treated, especially in the tourism industry. Some of the be you know, best people in the world, all over the world came here mm -hmm. and some of the best service were given. So they came here, kind of duplicated mm -hmm. what we had. And what Mr. Dexter says is true. I worked in, in for a short time at the Ritz and I could see, I would push business. Yes, you get a commission because your rate is so short, um, small. So you get, but you push business to um, to to the locals like himself and, and Captain Marvin's and all of them. And then you have some of the managers saying, oh, you need to send this business to Ritz. Yeah. It's so that is shows you that there were some connections mm -hmm, and those, mm -hmm. those are the things that we we are up against how, how can a company like mr dexter go up against big rich carlton or and and red sailing all that and and that is why i keep saying until we get together and let caymanians stop this foolishness about not helping each other we mm -hmm. will never get any better and the caller before say yes we will have the tourists but who who will come who will get this um you know business it's not gonna be us the small the caymanians you know they're not gonna be us we're gonna be wiped out 
because of the same mentality, we're not helping each other. Work together, help. If you know Kimanyan got a little business down the road and you know the service is good, and I say to go give people business that the service is not good and they're not legitimate and stuff like you mentioned. Mm-hmm. But get this thing over our head. The tourists or whoever gonna come, they're gonna take what they can get, they're gonna rip us, they're gonna rob us, and they'll move on. We are in Cayman to say, I'm not there physically, but my head and breathing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So they, we, we, have to, we have to start now because house, our kids not gonna get any housing and stuff like that. Where they, where they gonna get house from? <laughs> where they can afford to get house? And back to the planning, you know why there's so a lot of that situation going on? The fees are so high mm-hmm. that people that need, because let's face it, we as a regular people mm-hmm. try things to make a living. Those that us that got to hustle, going to hustle, right? Mm-hmm. The fees are so high for the normal Caymanian. Then you got to go on the side to try to get, if you got a little renovation going on, you got to go. So how, how are you going to afford? Maybe you got a, a small family and you're gradually trying to put on a big room, you your daughter is now big enough that she can have her own room or your son. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. You, to, you have to pay so much fees, mm-hmm. so much fees that you can't afford to do it the right way. And we are being forced to be criminals Yes, in those ways. So all of that, the, our government have to understand what we need is help. Mm-hmm. And no government is helping us as far as the poorer not poor, I don't consider myself poor, but yes. poor class people that has no desire to leave Cayman, mm-hmm. our children and ourselves. So that's my say for today. Thank you so much. I really appreciate okay. it. 936-2626 is the um, telephone number. So um, if anybody has Gabby's contact information, please reach out to her. I see she was in some magazine called Puss Puss. Please ask them. The property looks beautiful from all the photos that I've seen. I don't have to go there. I don't have to patronize it. All I'm asking you to do is apparently since January of 2020, even before the COVID lockdown, they started to not pay their contractors. I don't know what was going on fiscally or whatever the situation was, but this is before COVID even. So they can't really use COVID as an excuse. Pay your contractors. I'm asking you, please. I don't want to put this up on the website, have it go viral. Listen, I'll contact Puss Puss, Forbes, Vogue, all of them, and say, oh, I see that you featured this this property. Um, Wall Street Journal magazine. Talk about how she loves an evening bath. Nice. Great. Yeah, I love a bath too, but I try to keep you know, my nose clean when it comes to, to paying people. Y'all are living a fabulous life of the rich and famous and you can't afford to pay people or you're refusing to pay people. You don't want to follow the, the rules of this country. You're telling your contractors to move forward on projects and work when you have no planning approval. That's a special kind of nerve. Y'all want Forbes, Wall Street Journal, Vogue to know that you've just been issued an enforcement notice by the Cayman Islands Planning Department. We can give you all some different kind of press if you're really asking for it, I'm just saying. Y'all see the pictures of the um, heavy equipment 
moving the containers. Look here. We have the footage. Planning said move them. So they had to get a crane to move some of them. I don't know if they've all been moved, but what a disgrace. When you come here and you have no respect for the laws of this country, this says a lot about the caliber of people that you are. What the, the, the number on your bank account has nothing to do with it. There are rich people who are good people and there are rich people who are very, very nasty people. Just like there are poor people who are good people and some are no good. We're trying to really weed out the no good regardless of your economic status, regardless of your skin color, regardless of your nationality. That, that part of the equation doesn't matter. It's your actions that are speaking very, very loudly. And by all accounts, Palm Heights, you clearly need to get your ish together. I'm not impressed. And, and any Caymanian politician going there and frequenting them, and I see during COVID, enough of y'all were there for brunch every single Sunday, spending your little pension money. Did you consider that these people don't even pay their bills? Good morning, caller. Yes, Sandra, it's me again. Mm -hmm. uh, this is where I say work permit holders, status, residents, all of those should be revoked. Mm -hmm. If mm -hmm. people cannot follow the law of the land, um, appreciate, love the land that is being offered to them, respect the country and the people of the country, Revoke, 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 and get them off the island. Mm -hmm. I'm an expat. Mm -hmm. I love this island. I've been here for many, many years. Mm -hmm. I love this island. I respect this island. I care about the people of this island. Mm -hmm. I appreciate what is being offered to me on this island. And those that don't need to be escorted out of here. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Point, point blank period thank you very much I appreciate it well we have people in the comment section um, saying things like they have people working for them without a work permit <laughs> WRC DLP sounds like y'all need to go pay them a visit as well um, we have good morning to Miss Reba thank you so much for joining us Omeria joining in as well good to see you um Jerian says Palm Heights should close down their liars from GM to accounting. GM I'm supposing means general manager to accounting, Gordon. Well, I don't know who Gordon is in accounting, but Gordon, you've been put on notice. She goes on to say that they never wanted to pay the staff during COVID. So they said that most of the staff resigned and they put resigned, she put resigned in asterisks with no documentation written, made a complaint to DLP and they were useless. Mm, not surprised. Um, wow. Jerrion also says, yes, caller, don't strengthen the hands of evildoers uh, work and don't want to pay workers. Wow. What a hot mess. Damien says the owners are Middle Eastern. They live in the U.S. and the U.K. I don't care where they're from or where they live. They need to pay their damn bills. Natasha says often it's the people with the most money that are the worst at paying their bills. My God, you can imagine. Caller, good morning. Yeah, good morning again. Uh, the last gentleman on the line, I would like to say to him, thank you, thank you, thank you very much mm -hmm. for um, his last contribution. 
because mm-hmm. he, like myself this morning, is a serial caller. But yes. this is a hot issue and one near and dear to my heart. And I would like to tell all the John completely to this country and this and that and the next thing. That right there is an example of how you come to get to be a Caymanian. I'm sure that his friends and neighbors and family would recognize his voice if he did not give a name. But here he is standing on my side this morning and yours, mm-hmm. willing to take the blows and maybe the ostracization from his you know, his class and company and colleagues for a moment, if only for for a moment, some of them never forget this. Mm. So thank him very much for standing up on my side and helping me to hold up the sign that says the Cayman that I was born into and the Cayman that he came and found is better than this and deserves better than this, especially from the investors. Mm -hmm. They may bring a $10, you know, they'll call themselves investors, like they had brought $10 billion. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But after they get here with their $10, it doesn't take long to increase. It's no five-year plan to profitability in Cayman Mm -hmm. from investors or by investors. It's tomorrow or, or the most six months up the line, and they can now call themselves rich and claim to be, be resident in the it country and on and on and on and on. But thank you, sir. Thank you mm-hmm. very much mm-hmm. because this is near and dear to anybody's heart mm-hmm. who loves this country. And he did all that this morning. Nobody didn't have to lead him. He mm-hmm. knew what to say that came from the heart. And I thank you. Thank you so much, Carla. Appreciate it. 936 Bobo, 936-2626. Um, really such a shame that we have to highlight people, bad companies who refuse to, um, really comply with the law. Well, um, these Khalil people evidently are not the only ones who don't believe in paying people. So, um, let's feature another one while we're talking about it. Might as well just keep it on rolling this morning, folks. How about Fred of East End Steel? What is Fred's full name, by the way? Several people have messaged about Fred. Um, what is Fred's full name? We need a picture of Fred because we don't want Fred hiding. Here's another one that's doing work for the dark group and refusing to pay his workers. <laughs> Somebody says, Put him to the top, top, top of the list. East End Steel. This man and his brother, Ricardo, is wicked. Fred McLaughlin. Oh, Jesus, peace. Is this man a Caymanian? Y'all gotta be kidding me. Who the hell is Fred McLaughlin? Really? Let me see if I can find him. What he look like? Fred McLaughlin. Uh, let's see if we can find Fred McLaughlin. Oh, Lord, tell me that he... He one of us, not true. Yeah, I bet you this is him. Hold on, I gotta send somebody his picture. Oh, Fred, y'all gonna be added to the scammer section of the website. Hey, is this Fred with a hard hat on? Shame. Fred, big Fred is what we should call him. What kind of big still? I know he eating good. I don't know, driving a big, nice F-150. Is that him? 
Fred McLaughlin, my God, he's on contract with Dart and don't want to pay people money from East End. Oh, Fred, look you now. Oh, I see you going out to restaurants and eating, but other people mustn't eat because you're not paying them. Here's the thing with Fred, though. Mm, not bad. Nice and big, Fred. You've been eating good. Um, Fred, we've received complaints about Fred for a minute now. And, um, Fred even, you know why the people are afraid to speak up? Because Fred is using people he know by law he should not be using. Now you see, I keep telling y'all, don't come on CMR's radar. Once you get featured on the cold hard truth, all of your business comes out there. Yeah including your WORC infractions. So what Fred does is he gets other people uh-huh, who don't have, he does not have permits for, he does not have the legal right to employ them. He has them working on the side for him. Well, apparently that formula has been working out for Fred pretty darn well until he decides to not pay people. And then all of a sudden, they'd be scared, poor little Jamaicans, telling the next Jamaican friends, please call Miss Sandy. See, see Fred, yeah? Call Miss Sandy and tell, tell, tell Aunt Miss Sandy what Fred is up to. Because Fred is up to no good. And I'm like, well, who the hell is Fred? Fred don't believe in paying people. So uh, he was doing kind of goodish for a minute, right? And then all of a sudden, see this one say, yep, that's him, crooked. All of a sudden, he dropped off of paying people. I don't know what happened, but I hear he owes some workers thousands of dollars. Yes, he, this person says he owes a lot of workers money and they can't get it. He's horrible. Next person said, that's him, crook from East End. Hmm. Um... This other person says, uh, speaking of people that work for the dark group and refuse to pay the workers to top, top, top of the list must be Fred of East End Steel. This man and his brother, Ricardo, is wicked. They use people, Jamaicans, who they don't have permit for. So when they don't pay them, the ladies is afraid to talk. Some of these women are owed up to five and six thousand dollars right now with no intentions to get paid. You see, this is why y'all need to stop allowing people like Fred to use you to break the laws of this country. Because guess what? When he don't pay you, y'all are afraid to speak up. You're afraid to come forward. Why? Because you know that what you've been doing is also wrong because you're not supposed to be working without a work permit. So all y'all afraid to speak up. Good morning, caller. We're live. Are you trying to get on the air? Yes. Yes, sir. Can you keep my fucking name out of the mouth? Ricardo. I haven't got paid also. It's been six weeks. I haven't got paid. So whoever tells you shit, let keep my fucking name. Ricardo, Ricardo, Ricardo. Language, Ricardo. Hey, 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 hey. Watch your language, Ricardo. Watch your mouth. You filthy mouth fool. Seriously. 
You want to grab who? Let's call Ricardo back because clearly he not got no sense. He wants him, but he not get paid. But people say, oh, listen, Ricardo, you don't have to be ignorant, you know? If your brother not paying you too, just say that your brother is a crook, not you. What are you getting ignorant for? Pardon, Mel. Ricardo. Sandra. Listen, cal calm down just a second. No, because I don't have nothing to do with this. this but then that's all you have to say. You, you don't have to be calling with call no profanity and acting the food. I'm reading the comments from other. Ricardo. Ricardo, listen. I don't have your number, but listen to what I'm telling you. You just called me. I didn't even know who you were calling. You're not saved in my phone. I don't have your number. But listen to me, Ricardo. All you have to do is explain that you have nothing to do with it. I'm well, reading comments nothing. where your name I is being nothing. called. I have nothing, Sandra, because my brother had me in charge. He can get the money from that to pay people. So in me, you know, Sam, right yeah. now you owe me six weeks. You owe me money from March. I finished work March 5th, and I haven't get a dollar. All right. Plus other people that he owe. Um, just, just to be clear, I'm calling you from the show line, so you're on radio. That's fine. That's all you had to say. There was no need for no cursing carrying on this morning. No, but just explain that this don't have anything to, to do with you. But listen, you you to call my name. But Ricardo, you could understand. You could understand how people saying, "Okay, you're the manager on site, and they're connecting you because it's your brother." So that's what people are saying. All you have to do is clarify that this don't have nothing to do with you. You're not the one issuing the paychecks, and you're not getting paid. I am not the one, right? Yeah. Think you like the money from the dot? Is he? Is him? Not me. I understand. That's all you had to say. Don't be calling cussing at me and carrying on. No, I, I don't I don't appreciate that because I don't want my freaking name to be called for nothing. Well, listen, obviously the people out in the streets who are working for your brother believe that you're part of it. Well, so just clarify it. Call, Sandra, make him call him because I haven't I haven't worked since March. Mm-hmm. This this is a this is a shame. Do you know why your brother listen, what's your brother's phone number? Let me call your brother. Anybody got Fred's phone number? Because I want to hear from Fred. You call, call whoever um sending the comments. Ask them that you have the number. Okay, I appreciate it, my dear. No problem. All right, Ricardo, have a good one. Yeah, listen, don't call my BBC phone with your foolishness, you know, because I have to remember that I'm on radio, and as host of this program, I will do my best to maintain my demeanor. Don't be dragging me out because I can pop a few words too, but we won't do it on radio. Sometimes we have some young folks, impressionable young folks, listening to the program. So we're going to demonstrate to them how to handle disputes. That's why we wanted to call him back and say, yo, brother, don't cuss on the radio. There's no need for that. All you had to do was explain yourself. So Ricardo said he's not getting paid either. Somebody said Fred can't afford to pay him about it. This is what Andine said. Because he has all those Spanish women that he got to take care of always have his pocket full of money. Oh, that who taking his money? Well, he better try and pay his workers. Fred McLaughlin, see his number, yeah? Let's call Fred this morning. And I can tell you what he's going on, telling people that Dart not paying him, that's a bold-faced lie. He's getting paid. He's a liar. Mm-hmm. Hmm. You see how he how he mix up Ricardo name in it? 
Hey, now answering the phone. Somebody says Ricardo was a supervisor for the ladies cleaning. And when they asked Fred for their money, Fred said he gave it to Ricardo and they still didn't get it. And when they asked Ricardo, he cussed them out. This is poor business. Fred, you're about to lose that contract with Dart, you know, because I can tell you what, people like the Dart organization, Davenport, all these companies, when they subcontract stuff out, they don't like subcontractors going on like this because it gives them a bad name by extension. He didn't want to answer his phone this morning. Huh. I tell you what, Fred, I bet you're not giving more business after this damn fool. And then you, you, you see how this I'm issue... I'm sorry, but the person you have yeah, called he not gonna is answer. unavailable. Oh, crook. He's not going to answer. But you see how, th you see how this creates... This, this is what makes me vex, right? This is what creates problem for us as Caymanians, okay? Y'all want to talk about, oh, you can't get a contract to do this, that, and that. When you do get the contract, y'all don't know how to behave. You don't know how to act professionally and how to do things in a professional manner. So right now he's going on telling people, and I should know because I contacted the DART organization, and I said, listen, this man claiming that y'all not paying him. And the DART organization said, mm -mm 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 -mm. we don't get into that. We pay people. So Fred trying to make the DART organization look bad. You know, first of all, they wouldn't speak of any contracts that he has. I said, why not business with that? He has a deco contract. Getting lots of complaints about him using illegal workers and not paying them. Over 15 people are owed over $5,000 each. And he says that deco has not been paying him. And, you know, maybe y'all need to be aware of this. And they said, thanks very much. They're going to look into it. And you know what that means? When they look into it, that means that this man not going to get no contract again. Yeah? But this, this is the foolishness that he goes on with. You think the next time they, they are going to engage a company, and here comes another local Caymanian-owned company from East End, they got to think twice and go, oh, okay, the last one we had from East End, that was Fred McLaughlin, and look at what he did. Look at how he, you know, maligned his workers, illegal workers. He don't have work permits for them. And then on top of that, didn't even pay the people. Fred, it occurs to me that you must not be entirely too bright. Because if I was kind of skirting on immigration laws over Yasso in the corner, I would not want to rock the boat. Because you rock the boat, you know what that means? They're going to start talking. And that's exactly... Let me tell y'all when that message, when I was having this conversation, right? Let me tell you how long Fred been on my radar and I keep giving y'all every opportunity to sort out your business, but y'all don't want to do it. Jaron coming up next because his complainant coming. That was back April the 26th. Almost two months ago, we were receiving complaints about Fred and started to look into the situation and all now Fred's still not paying people. Alma, good morning. She says, exactly. Come on, man. Treat people fairly. And these are seeing people that I want to cry down. Oh, about this to you. See, Bill, and the cost of living, this and that. What about the people who work for you? Do they not have a right to pay their bills? Do they not have a right to ensure that they're being covered? Good morning, caller. Welcome to the program. Mr. Fred? What are you calling hang up the phone for? 
Listen, you're a big man and you look like you have a lot of balls. Call back. Good morning, caller. Not bad. Are you trying to call the show? 936-2626. Yes, sir. All right, dear. Fred returned the call and hang up the phone when I said, welcome to the show. Fred, pay people their money. You hear me? Let's call him again. Wicked, wicked is the right word. Mm-mm. So now you can have DLP, WRC, all these people looking into you because you wouldn't pay people. It doesn't pay to be dirty. You know? It really doesn't pay to be bad-minded. Well, we know Fred answer this morning. He running. Wow. That's a lot of money you have out on the streets, Fred. Ms. Morna says that's why Caymanians get a bad name. Our own Caymanians, our own worst enemy. Yes! This is it. Good morning, Jeffrey. He says greedily. Jamar says they're so wicked they need to pay people. People have needs just like them. Exactly. And their needs might not be paying some Spaniard to go sleep with them. They might actually just need to pay their CUC bill. Pay rent. Pay the water bill. And the point is they worked for you with an agreement that you would pay. Making all them people East End shame this morning. I'm sure of that. This person says, always with these Spanish women for true. Mm. You got paid to get it. Something probably not right. Morning caller. Welcome to the program. Good morning, Sandra. Happy Monday to everybody. Yes, ma'am. What I, what I have to say, it comes back to immigration works. Mm. They were forced. It mm-hmm. comes down to that. If somebody comes in with two or three contracts and says, oh, I need this work permit mm-hmm. for this individual, and as soon as the person gets here on the contract, there's no work for them to do, cancel their work permit and mm-hmm. let them move on and find somebody else. Why allow them to stay on that work permit, pay their own pension, pay their own insurance, turn around and pay the person that's holding the work permit for them, and then allow them to go out there to get themselves in a situation like what is now happening this morning and every other morning where they have to hustle and bustle. Mm-hmm. They pay right here, like you said, buy food, they like, they'll pay water bill. And of course, if they're Jamaican nationals, I love them to death, don't get me wrong. They have their family back home. Some mm-hmm. of them have courts back home to pay. Some of them mm-hmm. have like mm-hmm. water bill, school bill. You name it, back home to, to, to finance and maintain. Mm-hmm. So it comes down to immigration and works and the labor force and the work permit board. And everybody is involved in this circle mm-hmm. that they need to say, listen, if you can't show me a contract of five years or four years or three years that you that I can grant this one year work permit for you for this individual, mm-hmm. I'm sorry. And, and you know you the sad thing it. about it, caller, is when they do show the contracts and when they do request it, um, they complaining that all oh, immigration, um, immigration putting us through the ringer, but immigration has to put you through the ringer because of people like Fred. There are too many people but taking then, advantage yeah. of the situation. Of the entire system. Exactly. 
Exactly. So then immigration or the works then need to figure out how they could get field workers to go out there and inspect some of these sites and see if these people have the work permit to work with the right people and make sure that they're complying with the immigration laws at the end of the day. And I mean, the way I understand from your show this this morning is that that organization he gave the contract to this young man mm-hmm. and what dad should have done was say bring in your legit paperwork to say that these workers on board but why why let, let me ask you a question hold on a second hold on a second why would you expect someone who's using a subcontractor to do all of that that's not the dart organization's yeah, job it's if, if they're, if they're going to do that they might as well hire the people directly that's more administrative work well, for them that they're not plan. looking for. So they might I as well not give it. it. They might as well not give the contract to these Caymanian companies and just hire the damn workers themselves. Exactly. They, they can do that as well. No, and but I'm saying they should not have to do all of My point is they hire a company because there are other right. people that should be ensuring that the company is compliant, such as DLP, such as WORC. Those are the government agencies that are involved in making sure, and in DCI, that are involved in making sure that businesses are compliant with everything from business business fees to... How are they going to make sure that these people are compliant with their Well, that's where the the workers have got to then come forward and deal with the situation. That is why when Davenport canceled the contract, right? You guys, Some you guys might not remember this. On a, on a work permit and they well, this is why I say. Well, but caller, caller, this is why. Do not, caller, listen to me. This is why you don't need to work for people who are breaking the law. Because if they break this immigration law over Yeso and making you work when they don't even hold your work permit, what other laws will they break? They'll break pension laws. They'll break insurance. They'll, they'll not pay you. That's the caliber of people you're dealing with. Well, this is sad to know that we're fighting for our country mm-hmm. to keep Cayman as Cayman. And our own Caymanians okay. is the worst in the barrel. And they come in like them crabs that we catch the other day. Everybody fighting together for the barrel. Everybody fighting to kill one another. That is just exactly how some of us Caymanians stay. And it's not fair because in spite of the differences, we're all human beings and we all have a job. My husband currently works with his own brother and his brother does not pay pension or insurance for him. When I went to his brother, wife, mm-hmm. which is gay, George Evan Kenningham, and spoke with her about my husband's pension and insurance, the husband called me and told me if I call back his wife, he can get a lawyer to write me. My husband needed his insurance and pension. So I cut him the other day. He couldn't go doctor because the cut was so bad he didn't have insurance. He was working currently. My husband, when he first came, came out, was working for Gage or Ebank on her um, trade business license. She didn't have insurance for him. Right now, my husband got sick in O hospital, over $900 a medical bill that he was under work permit for her. And she refused to take care of that bill. So it's an ongoing thing for us Caymanians to continue to do this, to spoil our little heritage that we have, spoil our good name for ourselves, 
and make it look bad upon ourselves is not fair to us. And it's not fair to the expatriates neither. If you know you don't have no work, go your yard. One thing me know with Jamaica, me go down in the Jamaica language, you know, one thing me know with the Jamaican, they're not dead for hungry at Jamaica. If you have a two-finger banana and like an aisle fry up with a piece of salt fish, they're not dead for hungry. We know so you want the money. But if you have no work like that, mm-hmm. and you can't hold no work for me, and you can't work with the boss, so take out the work for me, so you pack up your bag and go your yard until better can come. Do not sit here and make people abuse you. Mm-hmm. And take liberty with you. And mm-hmm. then when they do it, then you got hit the shows with and say, oh, they owe me this and they owe me that. You broke the law too. Mm-hmm. Everybody's mm-hmm. breaking the law here. And, yep. and that's why I keep telling it's them really too, even these, even these marriages of convenience, in the long run, it does not benefit anyone. You must follow the law. Follow the law at the end of the day. And then nobody would have to hear nobody name call on a talk show. Mm-hmm. and say this or say that. When you really legit need a work permit, then you can say, you know, I'm really need a work permit. You can show the proof for it. Then you go to immigration for it. I can tell you, my husband wants me to do a trading business license. And I said, no, I am not doing it. I'm not in a position financially to take care of pensions and insurance and all that kind of stuff. And if I even go out there to look the contract, I'm going to need workers. And that going to lead me as a Caymanian to say, I can't find Caymanian. So I guess that employment illegal people. So to prevent that, we not do it none at all. We sit on and satisfy with the little bit where I come from, yes, so, and I come from this, so. And then work them all three weeks, two weeks, one week, month, two months, no salary. How do they expect the people them to pay their bills? How do they expect the people them to eat food? Mm-hmm. It's not fair to them. So like you said, you're appealing to the people out there. I am also on this end appealing and saying, if you know, say, yeah, what people pay them, no? If I have half of them, could pay and promise them the next half until you could get it. But pay them first before you look at yourself. Take the, bar, the, the workers' money out first, pay them off, get rid of them, what mm-hmm. little bit left. If I'm and then whatever left, then you go spend on your Spanish woman. All right, caller, leave us there. <laughs> All right, 936. Uh, Yasmin says, true words, my friend. Um, Alejandro says, amen. Caller, take away yourself. <laughs> Lord Jesus. Yes. Good morning, caller. Welcome to the program. Good morning, Sunday. Good morning, sir. Again, calling you back again. Um, yes, sir. Say good morning to everybody that's listening. Yes, morning. Turn down your radio in the background. We're hearing some feedback. Um, a year ago, I was hired by... Delroy Forbes of Forbes Construction. Okay. To do some tile work in Georgetown Court. Mm-hmm. Delroy began to pay me every week. Mm-hmm. What's, it, what's his the name? Del- what's his name? Delroy Forbes. Delroy Forbes. I okay. Forward, I will forward you his information. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The gist of it all is that I got worked. Finished my work. Mm-hmm. Delroy refused to pay me the final day of work. He came to me asking what the balance was because he had paid me some money. Mm-hmm. And uh, when I gave him the. Does Delroy have connections to Honduras? Um, yes. I'm trying to see here which Delroy. I'm looking from on Facebook. Listen, I can give you his family. Albert, that does um, professional waste management. Albert Forbes, Lois Forbes. Okay. Mitchell Forbes. Mm hmm. Um, their younger brother. Mm. 
So I got worked and I got paid part of the money when it came down to final payment, when the work was finished. Mm-hmm. Delroy went off and I told him that he had balanced me $4,250, telling me that my I, I had um, wrong calculations and so what. Um, mm. I showed him where he had been writing down, making notes of monies that he had paid me mm-hmm. and how he was writing the figures incorrectly. I corrected him to make sure and I, and I said to him, I need money, but I don't need to be robbing you. You're mm-hmm. robbing yourself. So let's mm-hmm. get it correct. So I showed him where he was making incorrect notes in his own book. Mm-hmm. Delroy, at the end of the day, to make a long story short, still owes me $4,250. And I have correspondence where I had been over the past year trying to recover the monies that I worked for. Mm-hmm. Now, I, I'm, a, I'm, I'm an independent contractor, mm-hmm. uh, subcontractor. I have a wife and kids to take care of, bills mm-hmm. to pay. And mm-hmm. people like Delroy... It's constantly doing the same thing that Fred and all of the people that the, um, the previous callers are calling and saying, working Caymanians to pieces mm-hmm. and not paying them. Mm-hmm. Wow. So um, the last caller was saying that Caymanians are doing it. Listen, the previous caller said if people come to Cayman that doing getting jobs and contractors and what have you, mm-hmm. If they can't abide by the rules in Cayman, go back where you come from. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. a simple message. Mm-hmm. Going to the part about where the uh, um, the the dart and containers and all that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. Everybody, everybody needs to abide by the law. Mm-hmm. Nobody's above the law, and even those Caymanians that are out there that are encouraging the slackness. Mm-hmm. They need to be. They need to be penalized yep. in the biggest possible way. Yeah. Because our little country is not gonna get any better if they continue and we continue to to, to um to shut an eye, put a blind eye to the situation. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Sandy, that's my two cents. Thank you it, so much. Just, you know, this man, he he. I'm I'm sure that I'm not the only person that Delroy Forbes has um has owed money to mm-hmm. or has worked and refused to pay. Mm-hmm. I'm still waiting with hope that one day he'll find it in his heart that his conscience will bother him enough to know that he worked me and that he didn't pay me mm-hmm. and that he come forward and pay. My, I'm still hopeful of that. But just to give you a heads up on what's happening. Wow. And you can call him. I would appreciate it. Send me, send me on, on the WhatsApp his phone number. Send me his number. I will. All right. I will. Already. Thank you, my dear. Appreciate it. So Marshall says, oh, Lord, not my Forbes family reaching CMR. Child, they're yeah. all they're gonna all reach when they're not doing the right thing. Exactly. Oh exactly. my gosh! Get I'll yourself you together. Thank you, thank you, caller. Okay, bye bye. Marshall says, "Get yourself together. We ain't doing this on here today." I I I know some of the like the waste management. The, the, there's his brother. They saying it's the youngest brother or the younger brother. Wow, no sir. I tell you, Siobhan says, talking about ungrateful being shown the, the correct way and still can't get it right. Y'all got to do better, man. This is getting out of hand. Morning, caller. Yeah, morning, Sandra. Athena says, we're our own worst enemy. You see what happened with these people, right? Mm-hmm. Is when they're so high up there, when they're so high up there and they got that cash, they got that money, that's mm-hmm, worth mm-hmm. million dollars plus. They don't see those people down here. 
down where the reality actually strikes hardest. Mm-hmm. You know, them couple thousand dollars don't really mean nothing much to the million. Enough. So mm-hmm. they have it. And, you know, like when you go to Amazon, you can go and search for highest price, the lowest price. You prefer the highest price because at least you get the real price. That's how people pay nowadays. They don't go down to the lowest price. And so when they have a bill that lower than that, they don't see them, them bills. And they mm-hmm. tend to claim they forget. They claim they forget because when you need them, they find you again and they have them when they read it too. So I don't know, I don't know if these people just love and it's a fetish of them, like people begging them money, mm-hmm. or if it's that, that, that they feel superior when they don't need to respond to certain people's response. I I mean, I don't understand what's going on with these people, but like when you say a lot of these, a lot of these people are just a bunch of crooks. It mm-hmm. is in their blood. You see, when you get a case of that honey, mm. they tend like they don't even want to taste the bread. Mm. You know, this is what, so, a uh, lot of milk and honey, eh? What a mess. Thank you, caller. Appreciate it. Let's give Delroy a call this morning. Boy, we coming back with a bang after a long holiday weekend. That's for sure. I tell you, never a dull moment on this show. All right, let's call Delroy. Mm-hmm. Hello? Good morning, Mr. Delroy. That's good morning. Morning, Sandra Hill here. How are you? Calling from the Cold Hard Truth. Sandra Hill? Yes, sir. Yes, we'll go ahead. Yes. Um, we've been contacted by a gentleman that says you owe him some money for no, work no that was completed. I don't owe nobody no money, Sandra. You don't owe nobody no money? No. No. Um, over four thousand dollars? No, I don't want to buy the money. Mm-hmm. Uh, what kind of what kind of business are you in? Why do you want to know that for? What, where's your office, Miss Sandra? Where's my office? <laughs> we're we're we're, office? we're no, sir. We're we're on the no. radio for everybody to hear this. So I mean, oh, I don't I oh. don't know why we need an office. What it what is there no, no, to? You need an office? No, because I don't know what you're talking about. You don't know. Okay, hold, hold on. We we have the young man on the line here. I got, a, I got another call coming in for you, about this. You you have another call coming in? Yes, ma'am. You one sure? Call, but hold on, one quick second. Caller, he says that he doesn't yes, owe yes. you any money. I have another call on the line. Uh, Sandra. Mm-hmm. Sandra. Mm-hmm. He knows who it is. Tyree Hernandez, Richard Jackson. However, he wants to call it. Mm-hmm. He owes me. I went there doing Glasgow. And a couple of other guys, David, David uh, Ramon, mm-hmm. a bunch of those guys were there and knows that Delroy did not pay me. Hmm. He, he hang up the phone, tell me he had another call coming in. He's going to hang up the phone because he doesn't want to face the truth. He doesn't want to pay. Mm-hmm. I went to the police about him. I went to a lawyer about him. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Wow. Did you have anything in, in writing? But you said you got all your messages and stuff like that from him? Sandra, the thing about it is, is that I did not have a contract because Delroy, I grew up with Delroy's family around me or yeah. I, or me being around them right. because they were, um, Delroy's uncle was married to my aunt. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, you trust people. You know, growing up as Emmanuel, you trust people mm-hmm. and they come and say, okay, 
I'm gonna um give you a job and this is how much I'm gonna pay you. Sandra, the job mm -hmm. came up to ten thousand four hundred dollars. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And the mm -hmm. man paid me six thousand and change. Mm -hmm. It's a simple math problem. Six take away four or six plus four is ten. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's simple. I told Delroy, I said, Delroy, you owe me this amount of money. No, 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 you got it wrong. You got it wrong. Let me call my wife. I said, hmm. basic math. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I said, Delroy, you were making a mistake in your books and I corrected it for you. Mm -hmm. I could have been robbing you and I was showing you what was right. Wow. Delroy Forbes, gentlemen and ladies of the jury, Delroy Forbes, mm -hmm. a crook, mm -hmm. a thief. Mm -hmm. Wow. My God. Um, it's interesting yeah. that he, he didn't. What, what's the name of his company? Let us let us all know. So that um, obviously people is the name that I saw on on um, on his. Um, Sorry, what's it? What's he it called? A, Forbes Contractors. Um, he drives a white F-150. Boy, they, lo they love them big time trucks, boy. Oh, it's an old truck. That, that, that one is not big time. That one is old. But okay. he has a bunch of cars that he's he believes in race cars and mm -hmm. engines and fast cars and all oh, that sort of stuff. Okay. So if you go to his house in West Bay, you'll see all of that stuff in his garage. Okay. So, Sandra, think about it. How how I can be coming and making up all these stories about this man yeah. not knowing about and, and knowing all this stuff about him? Right, right, right. You understand wow. where I'm coming from? I wouldn't be myself on the radio making yes. the whole Cayman Islands know. Absolutely. If, let me see. If, let me see if I can find him on the business licensing. Delroy well, I Forbes. Hope you Delroy Forbes. Let me see. Um, I don't see it under Delroy, but maybe he has incorporated Forbes Construction. Let's have maybe. a look. Um, hmm. I don't see it under Forbes Construction either. I know what it's um let's see because sometimes these people be hiding out so well that they put stuff in other people's name like fred somebody said fred's contract with dart is in somebody else's name <laughs> i mean these people really dirty bad man all of that stuff is part of the play and they going out with shenanigans that's how caymanians get their bad names exactly is talking about putting us on blacklist because of people like these yeah it, it doesn't it doesn't take much it doesn't take much wow so fred he gets contracts for 25 dollars an hour he pays people 10 dollars an hour out of that and he's still not paying them <laughs> you're exactly right wow thank you carla let's see dalroy just do the right thing man come on this is ridiculous and the man has a bunch of jobs and stuff that I even went to the owners, but the owners confirmed with me that they paid they him. They paid him, yeah. They paid him. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Wow. Thank you. I appreciate it. Sure. No problem. So um, quite a few people saying this morning, this one says about Fred. Sandra, Fred been a crook long time. He's a big time crook when he used to be an, oh Lord, mm -hmm. and a certain white lady. You'd be surprised how many people he has scammed. He tried to see some people or sell some people the quarry and they went to John Furness Law Firm and that's how the people them know that it wasn't legit because John know that he was an addict 
it if those had went to another lawyer, he would have gotten the money. Well, hopefully these lawyers doing their due diligence. You can't just sell somebody something that you don't own. So I'm sure they they would have required some kind of documentation. Um, what a hot mess. Mm -mm. This guy, viewer says, I can see someone is going to get seriously hurt for owing people money very soon. Sad to say. The sad thing about him is he comes from a decent family. I really feel bad for the rest of the Forbes family. What a mess, child. Um, this one says... Who, who this one is now? He don't pay vacation either. I think this is speaking about Fred. The contract going into someone else's name. Wow. Mm -mm. So we need to find out who fronting for him. As you see now, what this could be is it could be that the DART organization has said, hold on a minute. Um, we're not going to pay you and continue to pay you uh, because you're not paying workers. And then he goes and makes somebody else front and put the contract in their name. Anybody from DART paying attention this morning? Y'all better pay attention. Ms. Brenda says, lesson of the day, trust no flesh that moves. <laughs> Lord Jesus. Siobhan says he got stabbed in the back, betrayed, used, et cetera. You named it Honest Guy This. Uh, Alejandro says, need them recipes, Bobo, even to your mom and, uh, even to your mom and day nowadays, mom and dad. Lord have mercy. Can't trust anybody. Jeffrey says, yep, lesson, trust no one. Unbelievable. Miss Morna says, Sandy, another thing I see a lot of people around here selling food from their vans, and I'm sure they don't have any business licenses to sell from these vans. They have to have a proper way to keep the food warm. And some of them keep salads, cool, et cetera. Easy making money in our country, no laws in place. Very, very sad indictment, of course. And like I said, the people who are patronizing these businesses are part of the problem, right? Um, you're supposed to have your business license. Even if you have a little food truck, it should be visible to those that you are um, dealing business with. It, these people, if they don't have a business license, that means that they haven't done the required things such as proper food handling courses and so on. Why are y'all eating from these people? Then when you get food poisoning and they poison it, then you won't come running to CMR. Kevin, good morning. Says, no, Dell, simple math. You did it again. I'm not quite sure I understand that. Miss Sue, good morning. So this is so ridiculous. Why is it that people don't pay their employees? It's not like they ain't getting paid to be able to pay their workers. And the thing that I find with them is um, Kevin says get hurt money or, bl or blood. The thing that I find with them is a lot of them actually always want to blame the other company. Oh, Dart isn't paying. I can, I can tell you with 100% confidence that that's not where the issue lies here, right? Just, just like Fred was saying, oh, go talk to my brother. And the brother's like, I ain't got nothing to do with it. Fred handles the money. Scott says, I think it's pretty well known that the DART portfolio doesn't like to pay small contractors. It's right out of their playbook. They're bigger. They have more money. Wait until the little man sues, and then they never sue. I don't think that that's true at all. I do not. Scott, I'm going to have to disrespectfully 
um, disagree with you, or respectfully, my, my apologies, I'm going to have to respectfully disagree with you. I do not think that that's the case at all. I have never actually heard of any small contractor, and DART does use them, who says that they do not get paid. What happens is DART doesn't like to, I think, deal with a whole lot of people because they say mix up foolishness. So they try to deal with a company. As the caller said, oh, well, DART can start interviewing the workers. Why would DART do that? That runs afoul of what they're trying to do. They want to hire a subcontractor to do drywall, sheetrocks, whatever, right? Then you hire your workers. If they wanted to own their own construction company, they would have done so by now. And to be fair, they have a lot of big projects going on. They have an excellent health record, right? So they might have a project manager overseeing all the subcontractors and making sure their job is getting done. When it comes to the payment, you invoice them. Obviously, the work has to be done. I'm sure they give deposits. Uh, that's probably customary in the construction industry and so on to get started. But I've never heard of anyone saying that these companies don't pay them. What you have happening is those people get paid and then it doesn't trickle down to the real workers. See, remember what I was telling you guys about that scene, that next one, Crook, um, by the name of Mario Rankin? Same thing he was doing on the Esterly Tibbage project. They didn't want to deal with all the truckers individually. They don't have time for that kind of micromanagement. So they say, okay, we want to deal with one, appoint whoever you want to be your pit, your you know, head person or whatever. They put together a little conglomerate. And that person happened to have been unbeknownst to the other truckers. They shouldn't have done it, but it was Mario. Okay. So they cut one check to Mario. Then it was Mario's job to ensure that all the other truckers under him got paid because they were doing it by the load, how much you carry away, blah, blah, blah. You got paid so much per cubic feet. Dart was into all of that. Send us one invoice to cover your 10 truckers, how many there were. We cut you one check and then it is your responsibility to do the micromanaging. It is your responsibility to break it down and pay each individual guy. Well, the allegations were that Mario wasn't handling the money straight either. And that's why the guys went and burned up his, his heavy equipment. He claimed people jealous of him. It had nothing to do with jealousy. Those dudes were not getting paid and they were taking a little street justice out of him. About Fred, Marshall says he's just big, but he doesn't have any balls. Well, I don't know what them, what them Spaniards playing with them, but he got something. But he not got the right kind to do the right thing. Soursop 345 in relation to Palm Heights said that they even tell the concierge of the hotel property to sell. Oh, I don't know if this is about Palm Heights or just hotels in general, but Soursop says they even tell the concierge of the hotel property to send all water sports activities to them basically saying that they could not sell any other outside water sports activity tours. I think that was in relation to uh, Mr. Dexter's comment. Jeffrey says, wait, them Spanish women soon fix all these men. Well, they're not just, <laughs> to be fair to the Spanish women, I mean, we're not trying to put them, <laughs> you know. Um, to be fair to them, uh, it doesn't matter where they're from. If you're wasting your money foolishly on women when you should be paying your workers, you've got a problem. Speaking of them, there's a particular one from Honduras that works at the Cayman Airways counter. I had to run up to Miami yesterday just for the day. Oh, I don't think her uniform could be any tighter than what it is. 
And I hear she has her eyes in one of her Kimberly Ray's pilots who happens to be a married man. And the two of them be flirting at that ticket counter, honey chill. Somebody say he be, he, his neck be so crooked looking at her in that tight dress he almost walked into one of the col columns at the Miami airport. Oh, mess. Somebody soon tell the wife. Marshall says, well, look at him. He brave. What? He? Oh, he have to pay to get a little. <laughs> That's the only way he'll get it, especially from these Spanish girls. Well, y'all know that already. They're not giving it away for free. Sharonelle says, hi. Anyone can tell me how do I get a work permit? <laughs> Lord Jesus. I'm from Central America, Nicaragua, and I need a job. I really want to work. Well, Sharonelle, there's a lot of people that want to work. The only way you can work in this country, that you should be working in this country, is if someone has legitimate work for you where they're going to actually pay you a salary plus pension and health insurance, and they take out a work permit, and that is subject to approval by WORC. It's not just about getting a work permit. The person is supposed to actually have work for you and be able to pay you. So I want to be very, very clear. You said you're in Nicaragua and you're desperate for work. That's not the criteria. The criteria is someone has to have work for you that in theory, there's no Caymanians either willing or wanting to do because they have to advertise the position. And then if no Caymanians come forward, um, then they can uh, put in a work permit. Do not allow, she says, please, can anyone tell me how to get your work permit? Because I need a job. You know, it's not about needing a job. It's whether or not um, there's any work for you. She goes on to say that Nicaraguan people like to work hard too. Well, I guess some of them do. I've seen enough that are lazy, just like any other nationality. But the important thing that you need to understand, it's not about getting a work permit. It's about if someone has real work for you to do and if they can afford and will be paying you a salary. Uh, Andine says, Fred is bright because he was going to sell the quarry in East End and draw a cow on a piece of paper and sell it. Lord Jesus. <coughs> Jeffrey says, name and shame them all. My gosh, we would have nothing else to do if we name and shame them all, but we're going to name and shame enough of them. Alejandro says they pay the Spaniards to tickle their toes because he can't reach down there. Oh, geez, I'm beast. Natasha says many staff at labor aren't even sure what the law and regulations are. They need to be black and white. There's way too much gray area open to interpretation. Natasha I can't help but wonder, is, is it that it's actually open to interpretation? So in other words, the law needs to be more clear or is it just that they don't have the requisite training to understand how to do their jobs? Because there's potentially two different things that could be occurring here. So um, if you could offer some clarification on that, that would really be good actually. She goes on to say they really should start revoking permits, status, and business licenses <clears throat> for people who are breaking the law. I couldn't agree with you more, um, for sure. I mean, what do you have to do in this country to get a work permit, uh, not a work permit, but a uh, business license revoked? Apparently, they don't even seem to have the power of revocation. Once you're paying your little fees, you can be breaking every law in the land. RD Limited said, which Jamaican going to leave Cayman to go back to Jamaica, please? 
Jamaica may be the land of wood and water, but Cayman is the land of milk and honey. <laughs> oh, honey chow. That comment got me thinking. Mm -hmm. Well, that's why, RD, Limited, you find so many of them, um, you know, will do anything to stay here, include, including uh, entering in, into all of these fraudulent relationships. Alejandro and fraudulent marriages, just to be able to stay Cayman. Alejandro says Caymanians love to work, but they not love to do your work. That's a fact, true, or minimum wage, not there. Most of us not interested. I'm not entirely getting all that. But Leanne says she would like to be put on the um, work permit board as well. Um, Annie says Caymanians cannot service the volume of people that tourism brings in. Leave the people alone. Let all the other nationalities go home some and watch it sink. Uh, to be clear, Annie, it's not about the fact that Caymanians can service everyone. First of all, there's not that many Caymanians. Um, the ones that do wa want to work in tourism should be given first priority over anybody else. I think this is the point that you're missing. I, for example, have no interest in working in tourism, okay? But there are people out there who do, and they say they're not getting a fair shake at it. They're not saying, oh, Caymanians, all Caymanians want to work in tourism and we can maintain the tourism industry. What they're saying is the people who, that do want to work in tourism that are Caymanians should be getting an opportunity first. And what should not be happening is companies should not be hiring foreign laborers and foreign workers if there's an option for Caymanians to work in the industry. And a lot of times they're, for, they're hiring foreign workers because they can abuse and misuse them. So whilst you're taking up for, oh, let the foreigner, the foreigners, you know, oh yeah, let them get the job, or this place is going to sink, you're missing the obvious point. That it's the very same foreigners who are coming complaining about their treatment, how they're being treated and abused, et cetera, et cetera. That's when you see them start to commit suicide. Most of the time, it's some people stressing them out at work. Hmm. Oh, Lord. Miss Brenda, I don't think I can read that comment on air, but for those of you who wish to, it's an adult comment. You can certainly read it for yourself. Um, Ken Barantes says, hello, Sandy from Costa Rica. Saludos. Buenos dias. Buenos dias. Oh, Costa Rica. Beautiful place. I want to go one day on my bucket list. Darlene is asking, Darlene McKenzie says, where is our immigration task force? Your question, honey, Jill. It's it's in all of our minds. Um, I think we're probably all asking the same question. Miss Morna says, "Greed, money, 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 money." Mm -mm -mm. Hot mess. Romelia says, "Thank you, Sandy." Siobhan says, "There's an area I definitely don't want to go back into tourism. That's an area." Um, yeah, I mean, there's some people who don't have an interest in working tourism, but I think you missed the point. When you say, oh, it'll sink if you send all the expats home. That's what not, nobody's saying that. Damien says it's about quality, equality. My sorry, my apologies. I see Caymanians applying and can be trained and speak and comprehend English. Hmm, a hot mess. Good morning. Yes, oh, ma'am. The yes, person ma who spoke about um, send all the workers back home and watch it sink. I uh, know here, Miss Brenda. Miss Brenda said this is exactly the problem here. 
These people believe if they leave Cayman, will sink. That's the arrogant arrogance. Listen, for everyone that, that thinks that and wants to leave, there's like 20 waiting to replace you. So make up your mind. And, 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 and that one should go far and stay long. <clears throat> she did not have to come here. Cayman had risen, I'm sure, before the likes of she, her, hit skim or him came here. Don't mash up my country later. Don't mash up my country. You draw my eye on that. Came man, came man, came man, came man. You don't have to be here. I can't leave it. Mm-hmm. They can bury me in a hole, they're not burning me up. Hmm. So Thank I can you, take up I can I can take up my space for eternity. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, about Kim watch it sink. What are you doing here? Mm-hmm. Looking at don't make me get ignorant now. Trust and believe. They don't even have insult in that comment. You, Thank you. you there's something smoking out of Cayman every day. You mm-hmm. hold a seat. I don't care where you go. Mm-hmm. Go past Pickle and don't come back. Go fast, stay long. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, thank you, caller. Yeah, that's quite an insulting comment. Um, Live says their country is sinking. That's why they're here. I mean, listen, we're all entitled to our comments. I guess sometimes they will insult people. But that comment is like, what? Seriously? Are you kidding? Why are you here? You're not here to to work altruistically, to work for free, to work for nothing out of the goodness of your heart and you care about the Caymanian people. You're here for a paycheck and that's okay. Don't get me wrong. I've been a foreigner in another person's country and I was there for the benefit that it was getting me. I wasn't there to contribute to the United States of America. And that's why I returned home because I did not want to stay, although I had residency and I could have stayed. I'm like, eh, let me go back to my own country and contribute there and work there and build a family there. Yeah. So when you visit somebody else's country, a little bit of respect goes a long ways. And anybody who thinks that Caymanga sink if they're not here, by all means, pack up and go and let's see what happens. Like I said, 20 people waiting. This young lady from Shelly from Nicaragua waiting to take your seat, honey, jail. Her and about 20 other people. So, you know, you, you, you feel free to pack up and go. Good morning, caller. Welcome to the program. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? I have some chocolates for you. Oh, you I got you some more. I went to a different Walmart yesterday. Now you see, you didn't have to tell people about this. Oh. Oh, but listen, you got me thinking about, I have never tried that one before. I said, I wonder if that tastes better than the other ones. So I got a bag for myself too. Anyway, I didn't plan to call this morning, you know. Mm. But I want to take your listeners back to one of your earlier, earlier callers. Don't know the man. You don't have to say who the man is. Mm-hmm. But he clearly is someone who migrated here. Mm-hmm. And he was speaking about, you know, having the privilege of living here. Mm-hmm. Now, you see, that's the kind of person. Mm-hmm. I don't have a problem when they get up and leave their country come to mind yes and let me stress it is my country mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so for those that believe that if they get up in oh oh i think i accidentally disconnected miss brenda is this a whatsapp call oh danny you, you disconnected miss brenda this morning let me let me call her back so if if you hear a regular call on the line miss brenda oh my goodness hold on 
Let me call her back. I didn't realize that that was a WhatsApp call. My apologies. Miss Brenda got fixed Dandy this morning. Let, let's call Miss. Uh oh. Hold on, Hannah. Let's call Miss Brenda back. Oh, gosh. I'll be trying to get used to this Samsung phone, honey. Chill. We'll, we'll call you back, Denny. Hello. Leave a message. Uh oh. Please. Oh, gosh. Now she's on the phone. She's probably trying to call us at the same time. Um, let's try again. Live says I'm very insulted by that comment. A lot of people are. Sorry, Miss Brenda, we accidentally disconnected you. I, well, I wasn't sure if it was Yeah, what happened is some, when people call on WhatsApp with a regular call, it disconnects the regular call. And I didn't realize that was a WhatsApp call. Well, just so that you know, WhatsApp can only handle one call at a time. So if there's a WhatsApp call, and you want to yes. other calls, you're automatically... Yes, that's exactly what it did. Now, you can manage two calls if they're... If they're calls. both straight calls, yeah. Yeah, but mm -hmm. once WhatsApp is involved, only one call. And mm -hmm. the straight call will supersede WhatsApp. Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. As I was saying, let me repeat myself. Mm -hmm. It wasn't heard. So the mm -hmm. person or persons that believe that if they leave Cayman, and I mean this across the board. Mm -hmm, but if mm -hmm. you leave that you're going to sink. Please, I invite you. Start talking. Mm -hmm. If you don't have a ride to the airport. We'll give you, you we'll, we'll, we'll gladly give you a ride, honey chill. You're leaving by your ticket. Yes. Because you are the very kind of person. And there are too many of you here who believe that mm -hmm. if it weren't for you, we wouldn't exist. Yes. Well, here is a new slash. Clearly, we existed before. That's how you found us. <laughs> right? So it's your kind that is thinking of a beautiful little two by four island. We don't need any more people here. Mm -hmm. That's a thing called overweight. Mm -hmm. And you got to pay a price for it. Mm -hmm. But that's mm -hmm. where we are. We are at the maximum of overweight. Mm -hmm. That's why we're sinking. Mm -hmm. We can't accommodate all here. We have reached our maximum. Too much yep. of anything is not good. The Bible speaks about gluttony, okay? Mm -hmm. And when you use the word ignorant, please use it in the right context. Mm -hmm. Because ignorant, if you look it up, means lack of knowledge. Yeah. And I mean, it's, it's some of these people, and again, we, we don't want to lump all of our expat friends together because a lot of them are respectful. But people like this have this attitude that they're doing us a favor. They're not doing us no favor. You're getting paid, hopefully. <laughs> you know, if you're the right employer, you're getting paid for the work that you're doing. And if you're not getting paid, that's all the more reason why you shouldn't be here. Because mm. I can tell everyone something this morning. I mm -hmm. am one of those people. I will not leave here now. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. If it goes down, I'm going down with that ship. Right. And if I decided for any strange reason that I would leave Cayman, then guess what? I would respect that I am somewhere else that mm -hmm. is not my country. So I would practice what they say, do in room as the Romans do. Mm -hmm. I think that that's a sign that needs to be put up at our airport. Mm -hmm. It should be put up all over Cayman, okay? Hmm. They have all forgotten. As soon 
as they board the plane to come here. They have already taken mm -hmm. the country over. That's why they're coming here. I am tired of it. Mm -hmm. I'm very, very tired of it. I've seen this happen for a long time. The attitude and where they get this attitude from, those that are already here and established, they come here with that attitude. And I am not talking about the little people that everybody seems to think are taking the country away from them. That's the need for our worries. Thank Above you. you. Scrape the cobwebs from your eyes. Mm -hmm. Get a bird's mm -hmm. eye view of what's really happening here. Sandra, thank you so much. Thank you, my dear. Continue to listen. Thank you. Really appreciate it. Um, folks, uh, unbelievable comment this morning. Miss Debbie says, I'm so tired of this rhetoric about Cayman needing foreign workers. Unless you're here working for free, please shut the hell up. Go back, go pack your bags and go back to where you came from. FFS. If you don't know what that means, think about it. Um, Lorna says, given too much energy to this content, better things to speak about. Next point. Um, no, but I think, um, Lorna, people like that need to understand the nature of the insult. Because I think sometimes people say these things. Does that person not know how insulting that comment is? Or they just don't care. But I think they need a minute for it to soak in and understand that as Caymanians, we actually don't need your kind here. And you're free to leave. As Ms. Brenda said, we will pack your bags. Hell, we even put together a donation and give you a one-way ticket back from whence you cometh. Right? So um, she definitely needs to apologize. I don't know where she's employed, but that type of attitude speaks volumes about the type of person that is. And that's not the type we really need here. Caller, good morning. Buenos dias. Buenos dias. Um, I think we need to have a whistleblower protection in the labor law to protect the people the people in work permit who is being abused. Well, apparently we, we need it for Caymanians too. Well, um, <laughs> I'm well just saying. the re I, I understand it, it would apply to everyone, but yeah, but what, what I'm saying is that the Caymanian will may feel a, a liberty that people in work permit won't feel. Apparently not. Have you been That's listening to the program, Danny? I have been <laughs> afraid to speak up too. I, I get that in, in some respects. That's not a, a true cross the entire board. But um but the point that I'm making is that we need we need a provision in there because if they're not able to if the employers are not able to treat work permit holders um and and to a lesser standard and they and they have the ability to walk away from that and find a better employer mm -hmm. um then what that actually does is protect everyone mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because it, it makes it so that those who the undesirable employers would have a more hostile environment to work in mm. operating and and I think the politicians need to actually do something about it mm -hmm. instead of saying things like we'll think about it and all that kind of foolishness, which means nothing at the end of the day. Right. 
And one of the other things um, in 2017, when I ran, I, I proposed that what we do with status and permanent residency and all of that kind of stuff is, is that we put, amend the law to have a formula that says something to this effect, where you look at the previous year's net change in the population. Mm-hmm. And the amount of status, statuses or permanent residences that can be given uh, in in this like this year would be a small percentage of that net change in the local population of the previous year. Mm-hmm. And I think that way we can get a grip on the runaway um, growth that is currently taking place. Mm-hmm. And it will have very disruptive um, elements to mm-hmm. society if we allow it to continue. And it's not rocket science, it's just basic math. Uh, any politician who wants to put it in place could do it relatively quickly. Um, if they don't do it, then I don't think they're serious about it. Mm-hmm. So that's my comments for the day. Thank you. Really appreciate it, Denny. By the way, Denny. Um, on Sunday, I saw someone that people thought was you. They say you have a twin out here. Oh, oh, I think Denny hung up already. I'll, I'll tell you about, about Denny's twin that we saw Sunday at Father's Day brunch. Morning caller. Welcome to the program. Uh Oh, this is not morning. I'm uh, saying that's why I love you. Denny Warren. Well, listen, I'm putting the both of you on the call at the same time. So you can tell him. Both got all things. Hello. No, you he, 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 he can hear you. He's on the he's on the call. I can hear you. You can tell him directly. Uh oh, I think she hung up. Oh gosh. So Denny, I was saying I was out to brunch on um Sunday at Papagallo's and someone said, Look at that guy over there. He looks just like Denny. That's Denny's brother. And I was like, um, as far as I know, Denny doesn't have a brother. So that's interesting. And so I didn't want to be rude and turn around and look at him. I have. Do you have a brother? Sorry, I can't hear you. Yeah, I have a half brother. You have a half brother. Well, anyway, this person thought that this was you first. I have a half brother in any Okay, well, it wasn't him either, but somebody said, man, that looks just like Denny. I'm not does he have a brother? And I said, mm, I didn't think he had a brother. So I was like, no, and that's not Denny. But you know what? The guy was actually visiting from um, Ecuador. But boy, he does look a lot like you. I must admit, seem knows everything. Um, he didn't have me fooled. I mean, I would have known. He wore glasses and everything, but I would have known that wasn't Denny. Yeah, but you know what they say that um, everybody has a multiple du- double gangers. That's what they call them, double gangers. Um, four or five of them, and you just have to find them. There's always somebody that looks just like you out there. So it's quite interesting. He looked a lot like you, not exact, but pretty interesting. All right, Denny, thanks very much. Sharm says, Yes, Denny's twin. I thought it was him. <laughs> not his twin, but I could see why the resemblance is definitely there. Sandra says, you mean that they bring criminals here and every summer the crime escalates? Um, Crab in the bucket says, Ricardo, crab in the barrel. We're a bunch of pushovers. And if you notice, 
I said, we all, we do is talk other places in the world, people act. But anyway, the trouble starts at the top. So when we start to implement, when we start to implementing, taking the bull by the horn, we're never going nowhere soon. We moon walking. Mm. <clears throat> okay. Um, all right. So someone is asking, um, I'm about to wind down a little bit. It's already 10.22. Gosh, is it my imagination or does the time just really fly in the mornings? So um, Elsa Brown says that her daughter's been looking for work for a full year now. What kind of work is she looking for? What is she qualified to do, Miss Elsa? Give us a bit more information. Uh, Siobhan says, don't get me started this morning. You come to my country and want to insult my country. The caller won't get angry, but I will. If you don't like it here or benefit here, go TF back home. Um, uh, we had Zora says that she's a Jamaican that is proud to be um, living in the Cayman Islands. Irvelyn says, I've been here for 26 years. And I love it here. I'll never give Cayman any bad name. The islands is not the problem. It's some of us that come here. Um, and we couldn't agree anymore, to be honest, Irvelyn. Uh, if people came here with the right attitude, they would be surprised um, exactly what they get. So uh, Zora says, I'm a Jamaican and I love the Cayman Islands. Caller, good morning and welcome to the program. Yeah, morning. I'm not going to be too long. Just a couple of quick comments. Sure. What, what happened? Somebody could say that. A comment where you just where you just read that that they said that you came on came on a fail if all the if all the foreigners go back mm -hmm. is that we give them we give them too much too much praises when they come here. Mm -hmm. Not to say that you got abuse them and and all that kind yeah. of stuff. Yeah, but, but the, the audacity for someone to be able to say that on a talk show tells you a lot. Well, that is that exactly. Well, I'm yeah. telling you seriously because I I I, I know it. I know it. That, that's the attitude that ten of them go on the street there. They come here and reap what they could reap from Cayman and go and go, go go back. And uh, you want to know how much of them is 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 really is really for Cayman, especially them that got the, that got people from here dual citizenship. Mm -hmm. Then how to give up one of their citizenship. I bet you then then then, then, then you would cut cut loose. They say, mm -hmm. well, all right, you won't be a Caymanian citizen. Well, you give up you give up your your citizenship from another country then. To see, to see, uh, to see how much of them is is really for Cayman. Then I got, then, then I can do that. Mm -hmm, to see, mm -hmm. and this goes even, even our government give them more, um, give them more, more rights than the, than the, than their own people. So that mm -hmm. is that is exactly what's going on, you know. And mm -hmm. as long as they're as they're desperate for work, they would, they would take whatever, whatever, whatever they dish out. But I was the show to them. It would take. This night, this not just happening from yesterday. Mm -hmm. This has been happening for the last thirty years, Sandra. Mm -hmm. This has been Very happening sad. for the last thirty years. It just keeps escalating, getting bad, 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 bad. And the reason is, is because of these kind of people that is abusing these, these, these are foreign workers, mm -hmm. and the foreign workers are just taking it. That's the yes. kind of thing. That's why even planner came on and now. Now into the construction, construction work no more, you know, mm -hmm. to the same thing, or or, or basically any type of work because mm -hmm. they get a they get abused and they can't open them out because right. they, because the <laughs> the first thing the employer could go 
could go to the white collar and he got the rights not a walker and even though the walker's right but mm-hmm. the empire and got the rights or the or the or the or the foreigner got the rights over the over the Caymanian. So this is what the more people say we give we give our 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 rear end that we use and our 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 rib to to execute so and also mm-hmm. this is exactly what happened in Caymanian now. Mm-hmm. All right, Thank you, Carla. I appreciate it. Um, so just want to, uh, wrap up with a few additional comments that have come in. So this person says, um, that the company that get the contract from, um, is East End Steel. The company is owned by Billy from East End. Fred manages the company because Billy is a co- Okay. Let's just say, um, the allegation is Billy has a drug problem. I remember a couple of years ago when there was something about some stolen drugs in East End, that was Fred. He spent some time in jail. I'm not sure whatever happened to that case. Ay, ay, ay. People talking the business here today. What a hot mess. Mm, that's not like East End Mafia going on down there. Um, so Billy fronting for, or Fred fronting for Billy. But Billy is a McLaughlin. Billy, he's a McLaughlin or McLean? Billy McLaughlin. So they're probably all family, you see? Yeah, this this is where now Caymanians really giving us a bad name. All kind of mix up, mix up thing, but you could never tell them East Enders that this going on, honey chill. Because they're going to be like, no, no, that's not happening. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, let's be very, very clear, folks. We are on our worst enemies sometimes breaking the laws that are meant to protect everyone. Um, tropical Storm, is he still a Tropical Storm, Brett? We're going to be watching him. We'll be talking some more about his development. Still early days um, tomorrow. So let's ensure that we keep an eye out on Brett. Um, CXC Papers. Go to the CMR website and read this article. I mean, Jamaicans give themselves a bad name too, honey chill. They very they stole the very CXC exam cabinet papers or something. I mean, Lord, I don't even know how they do it. But that headline is Fireproof Cabinets Containing Exam Papers Stolen in Jamaica. Really? You see, this is where things like sitting that CXC is going to just have a bad reputation because if it can't be proctored properly, we saw them leaking out the um, exam questions. Now they're stealing the very file, fireproof file cabinets. I mean, my God, what next? Um, containing examination papers for nine subjects so scheduled to be administered last week were stolen from a school in Jamaica. Ooh, honey chill. Some people steal anything, though. Um, so I don't know what to say about that situation, but let's see. Tropical Storm Brett has formed as of yesterday and packing some winds already. We're going to keep an eye on this. Tomorrow, we'll have a chat about it. We'll have Health City on. One other little tidbit, poor Jamaica Observer had their Twitter page hacked. So they said they're investigating suspicious activities surrounding its social media pages after its Twitter account was apparently hacked. My Lord, be careful. Folks, thank you so much as always. Uh, Scott says fireproof file cabinets are heavy as hell. How do you sneak them out? You need a small army to cart that off. Well, in Jamaica, you just never know. Uh, Lorna says, teeth anything for true. All right, beautiful people. Um, Have an absolutely wonderful and fantastic Tuesday, start of your week. Be safe, it's a short week and you guys be blessed as always. We'll be here tomorrow morning at 7.35 a.m. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of The Cold Hard Truth.
on Bobo 89.1 FM. Cayman's number one talk show is live weekdays from 7.30 a.m. Never miss an episode again. Watch anytime on CMR's Facebook and YouTube channels for the latest show episodes. Don't forget to follow us online on our social media channels and visit CaymanMarlRoad.com for all the latest news and community happenings. 